0: This is Nerds with Mike's episode 7, E3 edition. What? E3 edition. What's E3? I don't know, where's E4? We what talk- does E3 stand for?
1: <laughs> it's like Electronic Expo or something. Yeah, it's
0: it's basically, you can't call it EE because that just sounds weird, so they flip one of the E's around to make it look... I don't think that's true. I'm just making stuff okay, up. Okay, yeah, just,
1: I don't think any of that's true. I'm
0: making stuff up at this point. Well, I'm Travis. Electronic Entertainment Expo. Maybe. Yeah, well, that's what it stands for, but oh, what makes three it E3? For... Oh, there's, there's three E's! e's. <laughs> wow, we're getting
1: started off real great. Hey, hello, listeners. Hello, nerds. How are you guys tonight?
0: Yeah, I'm Travis. I'm Justin. And this is Nerds with Mike's episode 7.
1: The Force Awakens. Nope, wrong franchise. Wrong franchise. <laughs> Technically, this isn't really a franchise yet. So yeah, Trevor. <laughs> <true. ever. laughs> yeah, we gotta get really... A lot
0: of episodes in order to be something considered a saga. A saga, yeah. Right. So we're only
1: seven episodes deep. The po- the podcast awakens. Yeah. After a week off. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, won't you tell everybody what you were doing last week? Well, as the Lonely Island would say, I was on a boat, and it was awesome. Went on a little cruise and uh, down the Caribbean, and had a great time. Had a lot of uh, beverages of the adult nature. Played some games, not the kind that you were playing, the kind where you lose money. Ooh. Yeah, uh, but I had a great time. Well, I'm glad you could at least afford a way back. Yeah, it was pretty fun. Did uh, What was your highlight of the trip? Not dying. Are you always afraid that you're going <laughs> to die when you go on a cruise? That flight home Sunday night sucked. It wasn't Delta's fault. They were great. It was the wind's fault, I guess. I don't know. Do you fly into uh, Columbus? Yep. or okay? Columbus.
0: Yeah, you don't want to fly into uh, the no. little, little old city of Huntington, West Virginia. Probably not a good idea. I value my life too much. Yeah. So, well, without further ado, we're going to have a jam packed. Uh... You didn't say what you've been up to. Oh, well, me. Um... Little old you, Travis. Little old me. Well, uh, I've, uh, game wise, um, I haven't really been playing a whole lot. Been playing a little bit of Overwatch. Also, went back to uh, play a little bit of Just Calls Cause 3 because I wasn't able to get into it. Yeah. Um, And then also... But now you're in it. But now I'm in it. Good. Having a good time. And then uh, last night, I actually went to see uh, Warcraft, which for those of you that haven't seen Warcraft, if you are a Warcraft or World of Warcraft fan, I I would recommend the movie. Uh, If you do not play World of Warcraft or you're not into the Warcraft franchise... You may want to just wait for it to come out, because I really feel like in order to enjoy that movie, you're probably going to have to be a fan of the series, uh, because if not, you're probably just going to think it might be one of the worst movies you've ever seen. Okay,
1: so, like, I like the game World of Warcraft. I never really get into it for, like, months at a time. It's usually, like, a month at a time. I don't really pay too much attention to the story or lore of it, but I enjoy my time with it. Would I enjoy the movie, or should I pass? Um... When you played World of Warcraft, did you get really invested in,
0: like, the world, just like some of the places and things like that? No, I just wanted to level up. Yeah, then you probably wouldn't get into it, because the coolest part about the movie for me was just seeing the places that you've been to in World of Warcraft brought to life on the screen, and I thought that was the coolest part of the movie. The story was okay. Uh, Basically, the story introduces how the orcs uh, get to uh, Azeroth through the the Dark Portal. Okay. so it's just kind of you know the beginning of all of it, um, you know. So if you're not invested in story and you're not invested in the lore of the game, I doubt you would probably like it.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I just don't really get into that. Like, stuff. do you
0: like uh, do you like Lord of the Rings? <laughs> uh, kinda. If you don't really care for Lord of the Rings, then you would not like Warcraft. Then I will not go see it. Yeah, I, will, I mean, you don't see movies anyway, so it's fine. Oh, yeah. So, but other than that, that's what I've been up to. Um, other than uh, yesterday was a really packed day for me i got to watch uh, wwdc which for those of you that don't know that's the worldwide development conference for apple uh, i got to watch that and then uh right after that got to watch uh, microsoft's conference uh ubisoft's conference and then sony's conference so it was a fun-filled day of all the nerd stuff so. all the nerds nerdgasm oh yeah so why did we call our podcast that Nerdgasm? I don't know. If there's a change, yeah. If those <laughs> of you that are listening would prefer our uh, podcast to be called uh, Nerdgasm, please let us know. Yeah,
1: we probably won't do it though.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so jumping right into it, we want to kind of go ahead and get um, Apple news out of the way. Uh, for those of you that are listening, that are a fan of Apple, uh, Apple products, uh, we'll hurry up and kind of go through uh, some of the things that they announced yesterday. That way, we can get right into uh, E3 and the games, which is, I know what everybody cares about. So. Um, I'll just kind of go through four different categories. The four different categories that Apple kind of talked about was watch OS, which is the operating system for the Apple watch, uh, TV OS, which is the operating system for the Apple TV. Um, OS X, uh, was the name of the operating system for the computer, but it actually got a name change to Mac OS to kind of fall in line with the names of the other, um, uh, operating systems. And then iOS, which is the operating system for the iPhone, iPad, and iPod touch. Um, So, uh, some of the features uh, coming, you know, first of all, the Apple Watch. Uh, One of the big things with it was they really kind of streamlined the interface. Um, You know, they also now have what they call a dock. So, when you hit the side uh, of your Apple Watch, the button on the side, it actually brings up and allows you to quickly switch through apps. Uh, One of the things that's also a big feature on it now is uh, when the new update comes out. Is the apps will natively run on your watch a lot of the apps that you put on your um your watch pull information from the phone so it can take a little it could take a few seconds to get updated but now they'll actually reside physically on the watch. That way the overall experience of the watch is much, much quicker uh, and stuff is updated much faster
1: as well. Now, is that for the existing Apple watch or do you have to buy a new watch to get that? No, there
0: was no news of any new watch coming out. Oh, uh, nice. This, all the stuff that they showed was on the existing Apple watch. It's out right oh, now. Sounds great. And I will tell you that it, they did a demo of just the speed difference between what it takes for an app to load now versus what it takes uh, to load after the update. And they say it's like up to seven times faster. Uh, which is pretty awesome. Is that update out now? No, that's not up until the fall. Now, I do believe that the open beta uh, will be out, and I believe you can go to beta.apple.com, and you can actually sign up for the beta, uh, and then the actual full release, all the things that I'm talking about, uh, are going to have a fall release date. Um, now, keep in mind, and I always like to, to warn people this, if you are going to sign up for a beta, it is a beta. So understand that if you decide to do it, you're a fan that just wants to have access to it early to see what it's all about. But keep in mind, it is not the final product. So go into that understanding that because you may get into the beta and it may make your phone or watch or whatever run drastically different uh, as far as it might be slow, there might be bugs. That's the whole reason they have beta. So if you don't want to experience going through that, then you may just want to wait to the full release. So um, <clears throat> other than that, they had uh, they added new watch faces. Um But overall, it's really just more about the design of the actual um, operating system on the watch, but also uh, the speed and making it much, much faster. Um, tvOS, which is the operating system on the Apple TV, um, Siri now has the ability to search uh, by, obviously, simply hitting a button on the remote and and asking Siri what you want. She now has the ability to search 650,000 movies and TV shows. Uh, You can also now search YouTube as well uh, using Siri. Uh, and one of the things that I'm most excited about is they're introducing a new remote app for the iPhone and iPad. And what the remote app is, if you don't want to physically use a remote, you can use your iPhone or iPad to navigate uh, the Apple TV. Uh, you can also use it if you go to click on something that requires you to type in text. You can use the keyboard on your iPad or iPhone instead of keying in every individual letter with your remote. Uh, but one of the new things that's going to allow you to do is it's going to allow you to use Siri on the, uh, the remote app which you couldn't do in the past. But what's really interesting is a lot of the games on the Apple TV uh, require you have to use the remote to play games. But if you have the remote app on your iPhone or iPad, it actually uses the gyroscope and the accelerometer of your phone or iPad to play those same games. Awesome. So if there's a multiplayer game and you only have one Apple TV remote, if the other people download the remote app on their iPhone, um, iPhone, iPad, or iPod Touch, they're now also able to play those games as well, which is really cool. Sounds good. Uh, And all those are going to be a free upgrade. Um, For the Mac, uh, obviously other than renaming it to Mac OS, the big introduction that people have been waiting on is you can now have Siri on your Mac, uh, and it integrates with your Mac. So you're able to say... Uh, Siri, show me documents uh, that I I worked on last week, and she would actually search your computer and provide you with those documents. Uh, You can also use keywords like um, uh, Siri, uh, show me movies that are playing, and then she would pull up movies. It's very similar to how the phone works, but it's actually integrated into the operating system of the computer, which is really cool. Uh, And then one of the other big features for those of you that use Apple Pay on your iPhone uh, or Apple Watch Uh, Apple Pay is now coming to the Mac via the web. So if you're on a website and you want to pay for something, uh, you can actually hit pay with Apple Pay on the computer, and then what will happen is it will pop up on your phone and ask for your fingerprint to authorize the purchase. So that keeps you from being able to have to type in your credit card number and all that information over and over, and it's still secured because you have to authorize it with your fingerprint on your iPhone, which is super cool. That's awesome. Um, And then other than that, there's just a couple little – a little things here and there on the mac os but the biggest thing that got changes uh, was the introduction of ios 10 uh, which will be in the fall as well uh, and ios for those of you that are not familiar with it it's the operating system for the iphone the ipad and the ipod touch um, some of the things are a redesigned lock screen and also the introduction of a, of a newer looking widget uh, i know that a lot of people that come from android to iphone that's one of the biggest things that they kind of miss is the widget aspect of it and they're they're actually putting a lot more, um, a lot more time into that. And as far as how it looks, um, they also redesigned the Apple News app, which is the um, the app that's built into the iPhone that allows you to uh, pick what type of news that you're interested in, and it kind of gives you a curated list of news uh, items within that app itself. Um, a big one for me is the redesign of the Apple Music app. Uh, you now have a Discovery playlist, which Justin, I know that. Uh, I know that you're a big Spotify person, and you said that's something that they've had on there for a while. Um, And just the overall look and feel of the music app is going to be much simpler to use. Um, Now, the biggest change, I'd say, is probably the messaging app. That's the biggest one. Uh, Apple was revamping iMessage to include bigger emojis, which I know for some people that's a big deal. But you notice if you type in an emoji, they're always really small, and sometimes they're hard to see. So I believe the emojis are supposed to be three times larger than they you know than they used to be, uh, as well as suggestions turning into key words uh, for emojis. So what that means is like if I text you, Justin, and I say, hey, do you want to go out and get a drink and grab some pizza? What it will do is it will highlight the text that I'm about to send you, and the words will highlight in yellow that have an emoji for that word, and all you have to do is simply – tap on the yellow word to automatically input an emoji for that word, which is kind of cool for people that really like to use emojis. I don't use a ton of them. Um, People can now share uh, songs directly from Apple music. So like, say if you've checked out a song on Apple music that you want me to hear, you can text that to me directly and I can listen to it within the chat window, uh, which is super cool. Um, And then another big thing is now uh, you can handwrite notes within the chat uh, dialogue. And what's cool is when you're writing it, it looks like ink on a paper, but then it actually looks like it dries into the conversation, which is really a nice touch, I think. Um, there's also animated effects, like um, in the background of the text, you can have light strobes or balloons or confetti. Um, so it's more of a, it's more of a lively uh, messenger, which is really neat one of the things that I thought was really interesting that I don't know if you've seen, Justin, was the ability to write in invisible ink. I did. Yeah, I did see that. Uh, And what's cool about that is, like, say if you want to write kind of a special message to either a friend, a family member, a loved one, just, you know, just to add a little bit of uh, pizzazz to it, I guess you'd say, is when you send it to them, it has kind of like this little magical dust stuff over top of the message. And you simply wipe it away in order to reveal the message, which is kind of interesting. Um, and then developers are now also getting access to messages. So people are going to be able to introduce apps for messages. So you'll be able to integrate Snapchat directly into messages. Uh, WhatsApp, for instance, or Facebook Messenger could be used right directly within messages. Um, and if, for those of you that have used the Cash app where you can pay each other uh, money, like to your friends or something, uh, you'll be able to pay them using the Cash app right within messages, which oh, is nice. really cool. So the fact that they're opening... Is that- Sorry, is it with the Cash App or is it with Apple Pay? No, it's so so how it works is you'll be able to add extensions to other apps within Messages. That's awesome. Yeah, which is super cool. Uh, So the fact that they're opening up Messenger to developers for them to be able to create content for the Messages app, we've already kind of seen that with the last operating system because you can now download custom keyboards and things like that. So I think this is just taking that a step farther. Um, Also, uh, one of the cool things is the Photos app. Justin, I know that you and I do a lot of traveling, so to speak. And one of the cool things with photos is it's kind of taking Google Photos head on because one of the cool things with Google Photos is this the machine learning. What I mean by that is the iPhone will now be able to basically look at your pictures and it has an algorithm for being able to see what is in those pictures. So say if you and your wife went horseback riding when you're on vacation. You would simply be able to go to search in your photos and type in horse, and it would display all the pictures with a horse in it.
1: That's crazy.
0: Or you can type in a picture of mountains, and it would display all the pictures of the mountains. Hmm. Uh, And then what it will also do is it will now automatically start to sort pictures by faces. So you can give a person a name, and what it will do is it will automatically start making a folder for just that person. So if Hmm. you want to say, oh, I want to look up pictures of such and such, you can tap on it, and it will show you all the pictures that that person's in, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Um, And it will now display on a map of all the places you've taken pictures, which is kind of interesting. Uh, and then one of the biggest things other than the messages I thought is developer, uh, Apple is now opening up Siri to developers. So developers will be able to actually start, uh, making apps and things that integrate directly with Siri. So, uh, that will allow her to provide more information depending on what apps developers create for, which is kind of interesting. And then one of the last things that I'm most excited about, uh, is you will now have the ability to, uh, have your phone. If somebody leaves you a voicemail, uh, They will actually, uh, the iPhone will actually transcribe the voice message into text. So say if you don't have a second to listen to the voicemail, you can actually just uh, click on it, and it will actually just um, show you a transcribed version of that voicemail, which is really neat. Because right now, that's a service that you have to pay AT&T and Verizon and Sprint for, so now your your iPhone will just be able to do it for free. So that's kind of a, I know that's a lot of information. It's just a watered-down version of basically everything they kind of talked about. Uh, One of the other things I want to mention real quick that I thought was cool that I missed on the Watch OS is for those of you that use your Apple Watch as um, more of a fitness band, um, one of the things that you've never really been able to do with the Apple Watch that you could do with other things like a Fitbit is you'll now actually be able to add friends to your watch so you can actually be competitive as far as like you're you're working out or burning calories. So now you can actually be a part of a community that kind of helps drive each other and compete against each other as far as like trying to stay healthy. So I thought that was pretty cool. So, now that we've
1: got all that out of the way, Justin, do
0: you have any questions or comments about any of that? that No, I I mean, you did in
1: 10 minutes what it took um, Tim Cook and the rest of Apple over an hour to do, so I'm impressed.
0: Yeah, and one of the things I thought was really interesting, I don't know if those of you out there that actually watched uh, the keynote, is uh, the people that presented were very diverse. Uh, They've been trying to do a little bit more of that uh, by having like females up on stage and things like that, but it seemed like there was a very diverse people that demo products and not a lot of people that you would normally see demoing products. So I thought that was a a really good thing to see uh, with Apple and uh, kind of my segue into that. One of the other things that I wanted to talk about um, before we get into the games is Tim Cook did a really good job of, he kind of stood in a moment of silence for obviously the tragedy that took place in Orlando, which I thought was really remarkable for a company to do uh, because a lot of companies may shy away from that so i thought it was really good to see tim cook do that but not only that but kind of using this as a segue to go into e3 we actually seen a lot of developers do the same thing
1: almost everyone that's taken the stage so far has been supporting a ribbon uh in honor of the victims in orlando
0: yeah so you know i just thought that was really uh really nice of them to do and uh I think it just kind of shows like how the tech uh the tech industry and the gaming communi- uh community has kind of come full circle. You know, we're not just a bunch of nerds playing video games, you know what I mean? So I just think it's great to see those those people kind of step up and do that. So yep. All right, well, uh without further ado, let's um get right into E3, right? Oh my gosh. It was a good it, so what's your thoughts on E3 so far?
1: Okay. So it's been great. It's been fantastic. There's been a few things I would have liked to have seen that I haven't seen yet. There's still Time Rockstar. But um, I don't know. It's been great. Um, Let's start with EA Play. It was the first one Sunday night, I think it was. Battlefield 1. Oh, my God. (laughs) That gameplay footage was amazing. Did you watch... um, Now, did you see the
0: 64-player match? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that was they streamed it for what about fifteen minutes? I think uh, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and they had uh, famous YouTube streamers. They had celebrities, yeah. um, but I'll tell you, I mean, I know that the game. I mean, I don't know how far along the game is, but what I've seen, it looks fantastic. I need it today, and uh, to me, it's a welcome change as far oh, as yeah. as far as just the genre. Yeah, uh, but I tell you what, to be World War One, I, I mean, obviously. I mean, it still just seems really fast paced. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that I thought uh, was really neat is that uh, you can tell. Uh, I, I was watching some of the people snipe in the game. And, you know, in uh, Battlefield 4, you can obviously get scopes that are farther and farther and farther. But in this game, it's like you have to be almost mid range. Yeah. You know, so I, I think that's definitely. I'm going to almost have to tr- retrain myself how to play, you know, the sniper class because of that. You know, and, and did you see the big Zeppelin like the, that came crashing down? Well, not only that, oh. but, but one of the things is, is like if the opposite, the opposing team is about to lose, they have like a one ditch yeah. uh, effort to basically have a Zeppelin come across and people are actually in the Zeppelin shooting yeah. down at the map. And I just thought that was, I just thought that was a nice touch. Uh, the destructible environments for me seem a lot better than uh, in I think Battlefield 4 Mm -hmm. Um, and the tanks man like the tanks were the I was not expecting to be impressed by the tanks because I'm thinking tanks now versus tanks then but i tell you what man some of the tanks with like the the cannon on the side of it and just like
1: tearing through walls I was it's gonna be one of those games that I mean when it comes out it will be our pick of the week I'm sure yeah it'll probably be what have you been playing it's can do what we play for several several months. Um, it's just so impressive. Yeah, it really is. And the fact that they felt confident
0: enough that the game was doing well enough performance wise that they just was going to live broadcast a full thirty two on thirty two match. You know, I just thought was a little gutsy, but I think it turned out overall pretty well. Great. But and even watching the dog fights, like. Like, I was like, how exciting can dog fights be with these old planes? But I was like, I, wa-
1: I want to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, right now. It comes out October, I think, right?
0: Uh, yeah, I think it's... Uh, uh, I want to say uh, it's October 14th, I think. Uh, uh, I could be wrong. I could be just making stuff up. Um, You know, but I... October 21st. Okay, 21st, so... You're close. Week off. No big yeah, deal. week off. No big deal. But, uh, but yeah, I cannot wait for this game. I can't either. Um, so... Now let's talk about a game that I'm sure you and I are probably a little less excited about. Yeah. To say the least. Uh what did you think about the the trailer? I mean, I know we've seen trailers up to this point, yeah. but but what did you think about Titanfall 2?
1: Well, I walked away uh more impressed than what I was going in originally, but I don't know, it's just so hard to follow Battlefield 1. They are giving away the DLC and uh DLC game modes for free, which is really nice considering we know that when Battlefield One comes out there's gonna be a fifty dollar premium purchase add on. But I just don't know if that's enough. I might try it when it hits a sale, but I'm not probably gonna buy it on day one. Right. And one of the things I forgot to mention, I know
0: while we were thinking about October uh fourteenth, uh it's because if you are an EA early access if you're an EA Access member on Xbox One, you actually get to start playing it on October thirteenth. Oh, that I am. Yeah, so that's hmm. so that's so uh, that's why we were thinking it maybe on a little earlier. Yeah. So uh, and then also if you choose to decide to buy the deluxe edition, evidently you get to play it on October 18th. So <laughs> yeah, so it's a little little strange how they're doing it there. So you can pay
1: $5 for 1 month of EA access, get it on the 13th and basically get that $5 back cuz you get 10% off of the game if you buy it digitally. That's a good tip. Um,
0: but yeah, sorry, I just want to throw that out there, but yeah, back to, back to Titanfall. I mean, the trailer actually doesn't look that bad. Um, no, not at all. and the fact that the, the big announcement is that it's going to have a campaign because yeah. I know that that was one thing that, uh, Titanfall one did not have. Now they said that the campaign is going to kind of tell the story of your Titan and the pilot, hmm. which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and the fact is, is in the trailer you see your Titan throw you across a huge gap to get, like, I guess, onto the ship or something. Uh, so the fact that your Titan is kind of its own entity is kind of really interesting yeah. as well. So, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be one of those games that if the if it comes out and the reviews are good, I may pick it up. But to me, it still feels very Call of Duty ish, if yeah. you will. But honestly, I mean, when that game came out, uh. All the Call of Duty games after that, after Titanfall they one, seemed to kind of followed suit. Yeah. So, so I don't know, but we'll talk about our thoughts on the new Call of Duty coming up in the show. Because so ashamed, yeah, so ashamed <laughs> for both of us. So <laughs> now I'll let you talk about the next thing because I, I mean, I'm super excited about it, uh, but I know you're more excited than I am. So.
1: Yeah. So at EA, of course, we expect Mass Effect, and I'll be honest with you, what we saw, I was impressed with, but I was disappointed with how little we saw I feel like with it being less than a year away hopefully that we would get more uh, by now and we just got little glimpses of the game in action and we still really don't know a whole lot and just I feel like this was their chance I'm really hoping that they do some big blowout in a couple months or something but I was just disappointed that they didn't really show a whole lot
0: yeah and uh, one of the things we forgot to mention is uh Titanfall 2 is actually gonna be released on October 28th
1: Great, so I can get murdered by Call of Duty.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I remember we talked about that. I think on the last podcast is that Battlefield One comes out, yeah. then EA within I think uh, a week releases uh, Titanfall, and yeah. then Call of Duty comes out. So, um, but be yeah, be crazy. The, the only thing that I was disappointed about the Mass Effect announcement, it wasn't necessarily anything to do about the new game. Is I really wanted them yeah. to announce a, uh, a HD remake of yeah. the original trilogy because I I never played them. So I was really hoping that they were going to be like, oh, well, to hold you off, here is the three games remastered.
1: Have fun. They might make them backwards. Well, the first one is backwards compatible. Yeah, so... Um, I don't know about 2 and 3, though. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm excited about the game, but I'm less
0: excited because I need... Now, obviously, I don't know if this one's going to tie into the original 3 at all. I'm not sure. Oh, it needs to. But but I would definitely want to play the original 3 before playing, obviously, the new one. So, um, now... There was a huge, uh, what would you call it? A montage of Star Wars yeah. uh, clips from EA about a lot of the game, and and you know until they until they started to show those, I didn't really I didn't really know how many Star Wars games EA has had a hand in. I mean, no. uh, they have obviously uh, Battlefront, mm-hmm. they have the Old Republic, um, you know. I'm trying to think of some of the others that that, that they did. Did they have a hand in the original Bioware games? They did not. No, no. no. Okay. But, uh, but then seeing a lot of the things that they're working on, um, we kind of got a glimpse of a, a, of a future Star Wars game, but we really don't know much
1: about it, right? No, but it looks great. Yeah. (laughs) It looks like if Nathan Drake was in a Star Wars game.
0: Yeah. And you said that uh, one of the female leads that was a designer or what?
1: She's one of the lead developers, I believe for uncharted four. She left to join this project and, you can, you can kind, kind of, of tell <laughs> in that 5 second clip he places his hand on that wall as he steps out the signature uh, Nathan Drake bumping against the wall animation I guess but
0: Yeah, I'm just curious of like what's you know what kind of game it is if it's going to be like a storytelling Star Wars it game? Looks like it. Cuz like listen, if it's anything like uh BioWare's uh Old Republic like I'm totally down.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely, me too. So, after EA went on Bethesda went on, and we kind of got something we've been expecting in a Skyrim remaster.
0: Yeah, I'm really excited about it, but I was really wondering if we were going to. I mean, I doubt since Fallout 4, you know, just came out, you know, I would say fairly recently, and we have seen a lot of DLC. I didn't really expect a new Bethesda game altogether, you know, as far as a new uh, Elder Scrolls game. Yeah. Uh, because they're pouring a lot of resources into releasing um
1: they announced some new Fallout DLC I believe as well. They
0: announced some new Fallout D- DLC but they also uh talked about, you know, how strong uh Elder Scrolls Online has become. Yeah. You know, so with that, um Fallout 4 DLC still rolling out, the fact that uh Fallout 4 is eventually planning on going to VR, which I think is you know going to be a big deal. You know, I think this is just kind of to hold over the uh, Elder Scrolls fans that were looking for a a new version of something.
1: And with this new version, it will bring mods to consoles, which is really neat, because it's kind of following what Fallout has been doing recently. From what I know, it's successful. I haven't tried it myself, but you're going to be able to play with mods in Skyrim on your Xbox or PS4.
0: So you're telling me instead of dragons, I can have my little ponies?
1: Yes, and instead of regular swords, you can have lightsabers. That's going to be pretty sweet. Yeah, I can't wait to kill a little pony with my lightsaber.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's something I've always wanted. Yeah. Uh,
1: But, you know,
0: from the video, I mean, I want to say that I'm impressed because of of the console, but honestly, I mean, I have Skyrim on PC and I've been running high-res texture mods and all that kind of stuff, you know, for a long time. So to me, it's nothing new, but, you know, I'll never forget when I played through Skyrim on 360. I was just in love with the game. The environments were so great. So to sit back on the couch and kind of replay through this. uh, And also something I'm really excited about is that Skyrim Remastered, we assume will come with all the DLC and expansions and all that stuff, I hope. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I didn't get to play through those, so that's one of the things I'm really excited about yeah. as well.
1: If you have it on PC with all the DLC, you get the remastered version for free. I have a feeling on console we're going to be paying probably 40
0: to $60. $60 seems a little steep. Like, I'm thinking 40, 40 but... 40 would
1: be the sweet spot.
0: Yeah, I mean, they came out with all three Uncharted games for 40 bucks, so you're going to tell me you can't have you know, Skyrim with all the DLC for yeah. 40 bucks. I guess we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Because people will pay for it if
1: it's 60 Ooh, so. I probably will. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. It'll go on sale. Yeah.
0: So, uh, now a game that I'm not as familiar with, uh, Prey is coming back,
1: Justin. are, are you, Is that something you're excited for? You'll have to kind of... I enjoyed the first game. It wasn't like a favorite or anything. It held me over for, I don't know, a month or so. But, yeah, they're bringing it back. The trailer was very kind of vague as to what it was until the very end when the four letters came across the screen that said Prey. Uh, it looks interesting, but it's kind of too early to tell.
0: Yeah, it is too early to tell. Um, you know, the trailer, like you said, looks interesting, and nobody would have known it was a Prey game until the end. Uh-uh. Because uh, it looks completely different than the first one. Yeah. So, uh, now Fallout 4, are you a big fan of Fallout 4? Uh, Yes, I am. Have you, pl- how much of it have you played? I'm, I don't know. I haven't beat it yet.
1: I have kind of took my time with it, and then I took too much time with it and other games came out.
0: Yeah, I, you know, a lot of the DLC coming out looks really interesting. Yeah. Um, but it makes me sad that I haven't. I was never really. I never really got into a lot of the Fallout games. Uh, Fallout Four is definitely one of the ones I can see myself putting more time into. Oh, that's great. because uh, obviously it seemed to do. It seemed to have done really well, and a lot of the DLC coming out looks really interesting because you can make a lot of. Uh, Mechanical things now, conveyor they, belts. Like a vault maker. And some a vault that, maker. Yeah. I mean, there's a they're investing heavily into Fallout 4 as far as the amount of content uh, that you can get into the game through DLC and expansions and stuff.
1: I so, wish we could get a Fallout MMO.
0: That would be kind of sweet. It'd be so awesome. Yeah. Uh, now, what do you think about Fallout coming to VR?
1: You know, I'm excited about it, and that's just something we actually talked about earlier in the car. I said I think that the VR developers are kind of going the wrong way with this. They're taking these new games and kind of making these gimmicky VR games when I think what they should be doing is working on games that have been recently released in the last year or two and making them into VR like your Fallout 4, maybe even your Skyrim. Uh <clears throat> I just kind of think that's what they should have been doing. You know, and making their own games to show off the tech, but I kind of feel like they need to give, you know, no one wants to jump into VR for a little gimmicky game, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. If uh, Fallout 4 would have launched on Oculus or Vive,
0: holy crap. <laughs> like, If it would have been optional. I don't think that... Uh, oh, not
1: like forced VR. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely not. I think if they could have done it in a way that's kind of like the new Resident Evil game coming out, where uh, Resident Evil 7, which is something we'll talk about a little later, uh, it came out like a traditional Resident Evil game, but the game is fully playable as VR. Yeah, that's which, how it should be. Yeah, So, but you know what? I mean... There's no reason why they couldn't add it after the fact. So, you know, and I think a lot of people would probably either replay through the game because it would be really like a whole different experience if you feel like you're in the Fallout world. So, Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so uh, now one of the more interesting uh, things that may be coming to VR is Doom. Uh, Oh, man. (laughs) To me, that game almost seems too fast-paced to be
1: a VR Hmm. experience. Yeah, I wonder if it would slow the gameplay down a little bit. Uh,
0: You know, I don't know. I mean... If you can do it where... Because I think about the Vive having controllers. Yeah. Uh, you know, the little uh, controllers the that you have in your hands. yeah, yeah. Uh, And I think Oculus is getting motion controllers as well, right? Yeah, Eventually. Oculus Touch, yeah. I think if you were going to do it, you would almost need one in one hand just strictly for movement, uh, and then you would need one as like a weapon or something. but yeah. Or would you just play with a controller? You know, I, I just don't... I feel I don't like know how that would work with that game. Yeah. I feel like in order for it to be Doom and you really want to be immersed in it, you have to have controllers as gun like as your weapons yeah. because I just feel like
1: unless it was one of those games that kind of worked with the Virtuix Omni where you could actually have the little treadmill and run. Oh, that would be terrifying. You to work out though. Yeah, that would be that would be really cool though,
0: but but yeah. I want one of those so bad. <laughs> they're like 600 bucks. Did you ever see the the one I think the guy was using that but he was also I think it was Battlefield maybe he was playing. Uh, but what he did is he set up paintball guns around the whole thing. And as like he would get shot in the game, there oh would be a my God. whatever direction he got shot from the game, it would fire a paintball from that direction so he would actually feel like he was getting shot. I want to be that guy's <laughs>
1: friend so I can try this out. Yeah,
0: but it's a little intense. That's a little too intense for me. Like, I could see maybe getting one of those simulation vests that you put on. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, but getting shot by a paintball, that's, you got to be a big fan.
1: <laughs> I think it'd be fun to try at least once.
0: Yeah. I'm really interested to see what happens with these quote unquote VR theme parks where they're actually making rooms that are specifically designed for you to go through and what you're seeing in game, you're actually going around corners in the world like you would be in yeah. real life. Uh, you know, I think that's really going to be what is truly immersive yeah. is when you can freely walk. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like you let me borrow your Oculus for a week. Yeah. And I, the only thing I did was I downloaded uh, some sort of VR showcase that came with the Oculus. And even just those demos themselves really made you feel inver- like 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 you were there. Yeah, it's, it's um, great. The one where you're standing at the top of a bridge and almost, or top of a building and it's like steampunk Gotham almost. Yeah. And you're able to actually lean over and look over the edge. I mean, it just terrifying. Uh, my wife did it, and uh, what's funny is she, she re- retched out for me to grab her because she thought she was going to – yeah, like she got Oh, real, my gosh. And then the one with the Tyrannosaurus coming down the hallway. Yeah. Like, and it just stops and it, it growls, just – growls right It growls face. in your face, and, like, you just see saliva going everywhere. Like, it's – like, I could definitely see, like, where it's going, and I can't imagine just some of these showcases being this out of the gate, being this immersive, yeah. like when they get to the point where – you're not. You don't have a controller in your hand. Yeah. You know what I mean. It's just. It's gonna be
1: really cool. Now that Fallout is is coming and Doom is potentially coming, that's gonna. I hope that paves the way for bigger titles to come. Um, because right now the you know it's slim pickings, as they say. It's just a lot of gimmicky kind of games. But I will say this: I'm looking forward to because I'm a history major, right? I'm a big history nerd. I would love like VR history experiences. Like, oh, like actually, yeah, like relive battles or famous speeches like if I could like be in, like immersed like is in the crowd or like Martin Luther King Jr.'s speech or something I think that'd be so cool yeah well you'll be able to do it uh when they bring
0: battle uh Battlefield 1 to VR <laughs> kind of well yeah kind of <laughs> <laughs> but no I totally get it I mean oh, that, that would be, be super so awesome and that's some of the things like we haven't even touched on yet is like there's a lot of possibilities for VR could you imagine
1: when we were like in the car with JFK
0: no, that is that would be too real. No, that is too nuts. That is too real, but uh, but yeah. So um, so that's enough about Bethesda's and history and <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that we didn't have in our notes someone to talk about is what is up with everybody having their own card game. I mean, I obviously I played Magic the Gathering for for years, but then Hearthstone came out by Blizzard, and it's been a huge success. Yeah, I'm not interested. Uh, <laughs> but now Skyrim or Elder Scrolls has their own no. card game. Uh, what it's a uh, it's uh, Witcher. Well, no. Elder Scrolls had one, and then also Witcher. Oh, I had one. no idea Elder Scrolls had one. I know <laughs> yeah, it's called, Fable, uh, I, I want to say it's called Elder Scrolls uh, Legend, I think. Legend or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I had no idea. I I'd so, must have missed that. So there was two card games announced at E3. So
1: Gwent was kind of fun in Witcher, but I wouldn't pay for it. I'll probably wait till it's like the PlayStation Free Game of the Month or the Xbox Free what Game What if of you month. could play it in VR and you think you're sitting in a tavern? I'll still pass. <laughs> I want a, I want a VR game where I'm the loot player in the tavern in Skyrim. That would be pretty funny. <laughs> just sit there cool. and sing my little folksy songs and <laughs> play my little loot. That would be pretty funny. All right,
0: oh, well, wait. enough about Bethesda. Let's uh, let's move on to uh, what I thought the showcasing was actually, for the most part, pretty strong from Ubisoft. Oh, that's uh, great. Now, I know you had some mixed feelings about For Honor. Um, I thought... I I also have mixed feelings. Uh it could have been the creepy guy presenting it. That's a possibility. It was super
1: creepy. Sorry, I, dude. But.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I thought the walkthrough was really interesting. Yeah. Um you know, I think the fact that uh, you know, they really focus on three different uh I guess warriors so to speak. Yeah. You have like the knight, you have the Vikings. the Vikings and the samurai. Yeah. Um all different fighting styles, uh all different types of culture. I'm kind of curious of uh, it, it looks from the trailer that there's somebody kind of, I don't want to say necessarily pulling the the strings or being the puppeteer and getting these guys to fight, but just, yeah. Uh, I'm just curious of, you know, where the story goes with this, because I, I think about, um, I, I think it's, I can't remember the exact name of it. I want to say it was on Xbox one. It was called, was it rise of Rome? Rise, or?
1: son of Rome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Rise, son of Rome. Like, Gorgeous game.
1: Oh yeah. Short game. Mm-hmm. Very repetitive. Oh yeah. It was fun. Like it was really fun for a few hours, but then it was just the same thing over and over. Yeah. Like it, those first, like a first hour's worth of kills was so satisfying. And then yeah. it just became the same thing. And
0: I'm just kind of curious if this is going to kind of fall into that same genre, if you will. Like I, I like, like during the actual walkthrough gameplay demo, like, uh, you know, the different directions that you can parry and things like that. I'm kind of like you though. Like, when I play Arkham, I love fighting in Arkham.
2: Yeah.
0: Countering, taking on large groups of enemies, things like that. Some people might say that that's competitive or repetitive.
1: It is competitive. It is competitive.
0: (laughs) But, uh, but I love it. Yeah. Uh, I do too. uh, However, with, you know, the, the game on Xbox one Rome, like to me, it just got old fairly quickly. Uh, I just hope that this doesn't do the same thing. Uh, You know the story is really what i'm most interested in uh the the cinematics and stuff are fantastic but for me it's really about where the story goes uh and if the combat is diverse enough that i don't feel like it's super repetitive
1: yeah you know uh jury's still out for me i wasn't super impressed with it but i mean they've got some time before it comes out they could always you know show me something that really wows me
0: yeah yeah i mean it's definitely uh I want to say kind of original IP from from Ubisoft. It's not really been something that's been done as far as I know, as far as focusing on three different types of, uh, you know, cultures and warriors and things like that. So you must've
1: forgot about Grand Theft Auto five.
0: Well, that game's diverse. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Three different
1: cultures, you know, Trevor was the best.
0: (laughs) Yeah. He's a lot of people around here. Yeah. Oh Uh, my God. (laughs) Windows phones users, you know who you are. (laughs) Oh, Um, Oh man. Yeah. Uh, now let me ask you something, Justin. Yes, Are, sir. are you still playing The
1: Division? No. Um, <laughs> it's not because I don't want to. I really liked it. It's just I, there's so much So much stuff came out between then and now, and it's just kind of gotten lost. Oh, it's gotten lost. And I haven't uninstalled it like I did Destiny. Yeah.
0: But, now, it's gotten kind of lost, but you also feel like anybody you would have played that game with has long and moved past something else, so it's harder for you to want to go back to, right? Yeah. Uh, None of my friends are playing it anymore. Yeah, no the only thing that makes me want to play this game is some of the some of the DLC that they showed off at E3, uh, one being um, the one, so they announced two. They announced one called Underground and they also announced one called Survival, which is the one that I'm more interested in. Yeah. Uh, you know, they say that it really changes the way that you play the game and it's a different type of gameplay altogether. Uh, it's more of a survival of the fittest type uh, gameplay where the weather is super harsh. You have to Uh, find ways to stay warm. You have to find ways to, um, you know, to not starve. Uh, You got to find ways to not get overrun by thugs and stuff like that. Um, And it also uses the multiplayer aspect of it as well. Um, Is it enough to make me want to go back and play the game? Maybe if I can catch the season pass on sale for 20 bucks, maybe. But to me, like you said, to your point, it's just kind of gotten lost. And unless I know a bunch of people that's going to go back to it, it's probably something that I may not go, you know, and play again. Yeah, I
1: don't, I mean, I I will play it again. I just don't know when. Yeah. Um,
0: now, something I'm more excited about, uh, and I don't know, I kind of want to get your thoughts on it. Uh, what about Ghost Recon Wildlands?
1: Super excited. I've been wanting a third-person shooter, hashtag SoConRemastered, uh, for the longest time. And oh, we didn't hear anything about that. I know. I, I wasn't really expecting it, but... Um, Ghost Recon, it's it's great. It's a great franchise. This new one uh, today, I read an article. The headline was something like uh, uh, "Wildlands is Ghost Recon meets GTA," which it kind of looks like that with the, you know, vehicular gameplay and then vehicular. Vehicular? Isn't that the right word? I don't know. Yeah, it's like vehicular. I don't know. It, it, whatever. Anyway, <clears throat> it looks fantastic. That demo, the gameplay demo that they showed, just looked like a lot of fun. It really required a lot of teamwork, kind of like Siege. And uh, you like, I'm name dropping all these yeah. games. I'm like, You really have to survive, like in Rust. And no, I'm kidding. Uh, but it just um, looked really good. I can't wait. Uh, it comes out in March, and I was kind of hoping it'd be out before then.
0: Yeah, the only thing that worries me about the game is we didn't physically, like, we watched somebody play through a campaign. We didn't actually see them on stage playing the game. Um, not that I remember. Uh, And then the way that people were talking to their teammates was so scripted. Um, That's not saying that it's not going to be a great game, but when somebody plays a demo, like, they can show me a video and it looks great, but I prefer to see people playing in real time. Now, I understand a lot of the reasons they don't want to do that is, you know, somebody may die, the demo doesn't go the way it's supposed to, like, I get it, but... You know, I'm still super excited about
1: it. Uh, you just want to see it actually be
0: played. Yeah, and one of the things that I didn't really notice is that in the trailers, it looked like you could play either in third-person or first-person, but in none of the gameplay through that whole trailer did they show anybody in actually first-person view.
1: Anytime they would aim, it would switch to first-person.
0: Well, yeah, but in one of the earlier trailers, they were actually showing a guy running mm. like with a gun, okay. um, giving the illusion. Because you know how like in Rainbow Six, you can... well. I don't know in Siege, but you can switch between third and first. You could in Rainbow Six, I believe, right? Not in
1: Siege, but the older ones, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I don't know if maybe they're going to go back to that. Uh, I remember one of the, my favorite things that I liked about uh, uh, Rainbow Six Vegas and Vegas 2 was that you can be in first person, but if you go to hug a corner, it automatically switches to third person, uh, which is one of the features I really loved yeah. about the Vegas games. So, uh, So, yeah.
1: yeah. All right, let's get serious for a minute. So there's a game... That was showed off at Ubisoft's uh conference that I don't I don't know, man, it looks too deep, too dark.
0: You know what, but maybe dark is something we need right now. They almost look fractured. Fractured, you say? Yeah. Fractured
1: butthole. Yes. We're talking about South Park. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fractured butthole. <laughs> <laughs> the ten year old boys in us. Uh yeah, are giggling at this title. Every town needs a cane. <laughs> oh my god!
0: I don't watch South Park, but I know that's a part of it.
1: Okay, I don't really watch it either, but I still find it humorous when I catch bits and pieces of it.
0: Yeah, so uh, so they spent a lot of time with this game. Like as yeah. far as like, I guess the Stick of Truth came out. the Game was so good at the end of the last generation consoles, yeah. like 360 and PS3, uh, that a lot of people kind of I think missed out on this game.
1: It's back uh, backwards compatible now on Xbox.
0: Yeah, and uh, and I think if you um, pre-order it, you get a copy of the first one for free on either Xbox One or PS4. I think. Yeah, I think so. Uh, you have to you have to pre-order it for Ubisoft, I think, and then you get a digital code for Xbox One or uh, PS4. Uh. Um,
1: did you play Stick of Truth at oh, all? I loved it. It's great. It's really good. It's, it's a really kinda deep. Like a, it's kind of like R- an RPG, right? It is an RPG. Yeah, it's like a turn-based RPG. It's really good. Now,
0: in the first one in Stick of Truth, uh, from what I gathered, you play the new kid that comes in town, right? Yeah,
1: and you, you're you thrown in the middle of them LARPing. <laughs> so that sounds awesome. It is. And you uh, like it. So it's kind of has like this medieval feel to it, like this Lord of the Rings kind of feel to it, but in South Park. In the new one, though, it's more superhero-based, right? You actually yeah. get to pick your own... You get to make your own character. When you you play the new kid still. Because, oh, okay. s- spoiler alert, at the end of Stick of Truth, you win the game and become the king. Oh. So in this game, you're like, oh, I'm the new kid and I'm the king, but they're basically like, F you, we're playing a new <laughs> game, you're back to being a turd again. Oh. So you have to kind of work your way back up to being relevant oh, in their that's, lives.
0: That's pretty cool. Uh, but you get to... like pick what powers you want yeah. and all this stuff. So there's actually a layer of customization to this, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I think I will go back and play
1: Stick of Truth. You need to. It looks
0: pretty funny. I
1: think you pay for like five bucks on your Xbox. You should. Oh, really? Yeah, you should do I that.
0: Like, I I heard it's an actually pretty lengthy game
1: it's for what so it is. Fun. Oh, it is. Yeah. Did is. you beat it? Yeah.
0: Oh, you liked it that one? I huh? loved
1: it. It was so much fun. You know what? I think that would make
0: a great mobile game, like for iPads. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's probably be easy to do. Yeah. Because it's... Uh, Now, do you freely walk around in the environment, or is it like you move in, like, blocks?
1: Uh, No, you move around the environment. It's a, I mean, it's as open world as it can get. It looks very much like an episode of South Park. That's pretty cool. I like when games that are based off of, like,
0: cartoonish TV shows, they look like you're, you look like you're watching an episode, but you're playing a game. Like, I remember playing, uh, a lot of the Simpsons games were that way, where they look just like a cartoon, and then Beavis and Butthead on Sega Genesis, you know, couch fishing, bruh.
1: Um. This one, though, like it, uh, it just, I don't know. It's so good. It does look like you're watching an episode. It's kind of open world. I mean, it is technically open world, but it's just, you're just limited by that art style. Yeah. Kind of. Um, you kind of work your way horizontally and then kind of work, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. kind of weird, but. That's pretty neat. Yeah, uh, you got to check it out. Is it, is it, uh, because I know in. The dialogue we, is so great. Did you play BBS and Buy Head? Oh, yeah, years so, and years and years ago. See, now
0: how Beavis and Butthead was kind of like, uh, you basically just picked the stages you wanted to go to, and then once you got there, you kind of explored around. Is this like you pick the area you want to go to, or literally you can just walk across town and go to a certain part? Like, how's it work? You
1: can do that, yeah. There, and there's quests you do. It's just kind of like, imagine you picked up, I hate to compare it to, imagine you pick up Skyrim. Okay. You have quests. You just pick the order of the quest. You so it's want to like do it. a
0: side-scrolling version of Skyrim, but <laughs> in South Park. <laughs> kind of. I hate to call it a
1: side-scroller, but in a way, I guess it kind of is. And you but... level up, and you yeah. do you spend points and stuff? I think so, yeah. It's been a lot of to me. Yeah, i got to I... play this. You like... Yeah, you just... I mean, it's an RPG. It's, it's well, a... let...
0: well, let me ask you something. Do I have to be a South Park fan in order to enjoy this game? No, it's so funny you don't need
1: to. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. And you have a basic understanding of the show, right? Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. you've seen some of it, right? Yeah.
0: You'll be fine. Kenny always dies. That's all you need to know. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert uh, in case yeah. you, for some reason, um, have never heard of something. And the release date is uh, this December, I believe, right? I believe so, yeah. I don't know the exact date. I think December 6th, but I don't know. And you said this picks up right directly after Stick of Truth. Is that correct? Yeah, like, in the pr- in the gameplay, they showed, like, you're wearing your, uh, like, your King's gear and everything, and they're like, ah, forget it. We're on to the next game, so.
0: Okay, well, that's... That's definitely pretty cool I'm gonna have to check it out for sure um I just that title though south park the fractured butthole it's like b u t space w h o l e yes because
1: they're it, fractured, but they're it, not it, they're still whole
0: yeah it's it's such a good play on words it's <laughs> it's hilarious they I,
1: said that that they said that uh captain America for their new movie they yeah. wanted to be called Captain America the fractured butthole, but they were already they already took it, so they had to go to civil war. <laughs> That's
0: what they <laughs> that's really said, good. yeah. Yeah, December 6th is the release date, and that's 2016. Great. Yeah. So. I can't wait. Uh, now, I want to talk about a game that I went into E3. I could care less about this game, because I the first one was okay. I didn't really play it that much. But let's give it up for Watch Dogs 2. Oh, like, my gosh, yeah. I totally didn't expect like to want to play that game. Yeah. Um, it looks like... Honestly, it looks like the the Watchdog game like completely got an overhaul. Yeah, it did. Uh, as far as um, it's no longer that dark and gloomy city. It's this uh, bright and vibrant. I think San Francisco. San Francisco, which not many games have done. San Francisco was the first one in San
1: Francisco, or no? I don't know where it was. It was yeah. just so dark all the time. I don't yeah. know. And then, um, I don't know if you watched it or not. I think I I, I texted you this, but it, it looks heavily inspired by the TV show Mister Robot. Yeah, yeah. You had said that and.
0: You know, honestly, in the soundtrack, though, I know that's something yeah, really huge. I like
1: Run the Jewels. I
0: like Nerd. It's, yeah. it's great. But uh, the parkour, uh, the wall scaling, yeah. the, the. Drop
1: in, drop out co op.
0: Yeah, the, the tech that you see them use during.
1: Oh, so much fun. Yeah, I mean. It looks more like. Because, like, in Watch Dogs 1, you, I mean, yeah, you could run in Guns Blazing, whatever, but this one looks like it really would be more fun to actually sit around and hack things. Like, whenever you hack the car to. You know, go through as like the final piece there, and it was awesome. So, you know, I'm talking that show car. Yeah, it looked awesome. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be like their Assassin's Creed moment because so... Assassin's Creed One was super hyped up, and it kind of fell flat. Like it was a good game, but it kind of fell flat. With and the same with Watch Dogs One, it was so hyped. Assassin's Creed came out with Assassin's Creed Two, and just knocked it out of the park. And I kind of think they're going to do that.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that uh, that they also said during the conference, and you told me not to put too much faith in is that they feel that the Assassin's Creed movie is going to do so well, and uh, they think the Watchdog has such a good story that they want to turn Watchdogs into a movie.
1: Yeah. I'm I not going to hold my breath. They might make the movie. I mean, I mean, they'd made Assassin's Creed, but I think Michael Fassbender jumped onto Assassin's Creed as a producer early on. As far as I know, no one's really attached themselves to this film. And Ubisoft, I think we were talking about this earlier, I think it was with Chaos Theory or Pandora Tomorrow, whatever that one was called, if when you bought the game and opened up, there was an insert for the Splinter Cell movie, and we all know how good that movie was. Yeah. Because it doesn't exist. Yeah, I <laughs> does. mean, it never happened. So, you know, we'll see if it comes out. We're still waiting on that Uncharted movie. Where is it? So, even though it's not Ubisoft, I'm just saying, well, w- let's wait before we start counting on it. Yeah.
0: Um, one of the things that If I this want... game sucks, it won't happen. Right. Now, one of the things I wanted to ask you, you watched the, the gameplay demo, right? Oh, yeah. Do you not feel like the uh, the protagonist is supposed to be Donald Trump? Did you notice that? <laughs> Maybe the same. The, the campaign signs look the same. Yeah. Uh I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that that was what they drew inspiration from, but if you yeah. if you notice the the parallels between the two, I just thought it was pretty interesting.
1: Yeah. Um, well, in Mister Robot, they're this hacking group called F Society. And they're all about bringing down corruption and yeah. stuff like that. So, I I mean, yeah, there's probably some parallels there, but...
0: One of the things that I find really silly is there has been a lot of controversy over the lead person in Watch Dogs 2 uh, being African-American. Really? Yeah, and I don't know why. Uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, that's something that shouldn't even be an issue. Uh, and one thing that also, uh, Mafia 3, uh, which... I don't think we got to yet uh which I don't even know if it's on our list but Mafia 3 the um the uh, lead character is also African American so I'm perfectly fine uh the way that the character carries himself in Watch Dogs 2 like I I think is fantastic uh you know I was watching during Ubisoft's um press conference and, and the person that was leading it was giving uh recommendations of who could star in Watch Dogs 2 and the first uh the first person she said was Michael B Jordan and I was like that's a good casting choice. Oh yeah, he's awesome. So, whether or not uh, if they decide to make the movie, if it's going to be just loosely based off Watch Dogs or if it's going to be specifically a Watch Dogs 2 story, I have a feeling it's probably going to be more of an original story cuz you don't really ever want to take a nah. a story that's already been told in a video game and literally just put it, you know, on screen. Yeah. However, they do it with comic books, so and who knows? Yeah, so you never know. So, um, yeah, so the other game that the last game that they kind of closed out with, which I thought it was a really strange game to close out with. Now it was. I don't know if I don't know if it was just because it was a new IP uh, from Ubisoft, but it was a game called Steep. Um,
1: they spent way too much time on that. I thought.
0: Yeah, I I think it's really interesting. Uh, I definitely like the concept of it, but it just doesn't look like there is an overall objective in the game other than just hanging out with friends. Snowboarding, wingsuiting paragliding is it v r they didn't they didn't say that it was v r okay. but it is heavily sponsored i don't know if you notice it's heavily sponsored by GoPro hmm. so when you're playing the game, you can switch to what looks like first person, but it's actually a view out of your goPro okay. so you ski you see like your skis and stuff and all that like like you would through a gopro yeah. so and and the big thing is is it's all about sharing your experiences in the game, so like say if you're going down the slopes. Uh, With some friends, you might have one friend uh, snowboarding, one friend using a wingsuit, and another guy in a parachute. And you're able to actually, wherever you go, it saves your route. And at any point in time, you can go back and look at the perspective from all the other people you were with. And then you can actually create a video from it. So it has the potential to be really cool. However, is it a $60 game? Exactly. Is it a $60 game? That's, (sighs) That's what I don't really understand because it doesn't look like You know, like, I think about SSX Tricky, or I think about 1080, or I think about these other, you know, snowboarding-type games that, you know, it's more of like a competition and things like that, so I just don't know if there's going to be enough in it to make it be valued at a $60 game, so uh, that's supposed to be out, um, holiday 2016, uh, so that will be out this year, uh, as long as it doesn't get delayed, um. You know, but it's just one of those things that I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, I think about a lot of the games that kind of have that open environment. Uh, like we were talking about today, um, Test Drive Unlimited. Yeah. It was um It was kind of honestly the. It was kind of like the first Forza Horizon, which we'll get into. I mean, it's open world environment. Uh, it's it's really heavily social based. Different types of terrain, different vehicles, uh, things like that. Um, it's more of a social aspect. But at least in Test Drive Unlimited, it, at the core of it, it was a racing game, so there was challenges, things like that to do. Whether or not you're going to have enough content to do that in this game called Steep, I do not know. Yeah. Um, now you know a little bit more about Nintendo and the Zelda release today. Um, oh man, that's they didn't huge. have a they didn't actually have a conference per se, but they have what they call a Nintendo Treehouse, which I think is all pre recorded, all that type of Probably, stuff. Yeah. Um, But what was your first impressions? I've only got to see a little bit of Zelda, but what was your first impressions of uh, Zelda Breath of
1: the Wild, as they call it? Yeah, so it has a title. It is called Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which we saw in uh, one of the videos we watched. It doesn't reference a character. It doesn't reference an item, like Ocarina of Time or a link to the past or whatever. Um, The first thing I noticed immediately was I heard words. (laughs) Somebody was talking. It's the first time I think there's been voice acting.
0: Voice acting.
1: Yeah, in a Zelda game. Now, Link, I don't think, spoke, but it was some uh, spirit things uh, talking to him. But regardless, we have voices, (laughs) so that's nice. Um, A lot of things are different. Uh, A lot of people are saying it is basically breaking the mold of everything we know about Zelda. In the the video, he did have the stamina bar, kind of similar to Skyward Sword, and he could climb things, similar to Assassin's Creed. um, Hearts are gone. They said that you will no longer be able to cut through grass. Well, I mean, you can, but you're not going to find rupees or hearts. Instead, you're going to find, you know, you might find spears or something, but any hearts you get have to come from cooking your food and replenishing your health that way, and any rupees you get uh, comes from, you know, collecting items and trading them. So, and one thing we'd heard is, like, you know, if you uh, if you pick up an item, like an apple or, I don't know, like an apple or something, you can eat it, and it may replenish one heart, but, like, if you cook it into, like, as part of a bigger recipe, it may replenish three hearts, so it's just kind of, I don't know, man, it's it's different. It's, it's kind refreshing. of refreshing. Yeah, it's kind of, it, it kind of reminds me of Ocarina of Time when it came out. It changed Zelda forever, and I'm wondering if this is going to do the same. I definitely
0: like the look of the game. Yeah, it, um, yeah. It's a mixture of between realism and kind of cartoonish. Yeah. Um, I think when you do a game like that, uh, it helps it stand up to the test of time a little more. Yeah. Um, that's one of the reasons I think that World of Warcraft has the way that it looks. It's kind of a mixture of cartoonish and realistic because it looks. It tends to look out of date, you know, less uh, because of that. Now, I do like that some of the gameplay elements are kind of like what they were in Wind Waker in regards to when you're fighting, if an enemy drops a weapon, you can pick it up and use it against them. Uh, the big thing to me is is the size of the map. Um, I know the demo that they showed, they said was only 1% of the final map size. That's crazy. Uh, and it's supposed to be 12 times the size of 12, Twilight Princess. Um, so, I mean, if the new Zelda is going to be kind of like an open world... RPG, And supposedly, you had said that you actually get points and stuff to spend. Is that right?
1: That's something I've heard. I didn't get to watch the entire demo yet, but uh, that's something I've read. I would have to look into that further, but I think so.
0: Yeah, and and from what I've seen and what you and I think watched was you get abilities that we're not used to him having in Zelda games. Like the ability to...
1: Move. I don't. I don't want to say move things with his mind, but he like has that tablet thing that creates. Like he created that that uh, platform and yeah. Just I don't know. it's Just
0: and cutting down trees to make bridges and yeah. Uh, and having more of a survival going boulders around. Yeah. Yeah. Like it to me. I'm, I'm kind of with you in the regard that when we went from when we went from um, Link to the Past on Super Nintendo, and then we went from there to uh, Nintendo sixty four with Ocarina of Time. Yeah. If you think about how drastic that was, like, to me, this could be that. Now, my question is, do we play it on the Wii U, or do we hold out for
1: NX? They actually said that there's not going to be any difference between the two. Uh, they said that the NX isn't going to get any special features. Not even graphically. Well, I mean, probably that, but yeah. But they said the Wii U version, you don't have to play it with a gamepad. You can play it with the pro controller if you want. So. Oh, that's
0: fantastic.
1: Yeah, um... The less gimmicks the better for me. Yeah, I mean I already sold my Wii U. I think you did the same. Yeah. Uh I'm going to hold out for NX. The only way I would pick up a Wii U again is if they said, "Hey, we're going to release it in December instead of March." So Is NX is NX
0: slated to come out March 2017?
1: I think that's like the the rough date, yeah. Yeah. I'm just
0: wondering where and when they would announce that since E3's already happened like Who knows. That's the only thing I don't know where they would uh you know where they would announce that. They so. do those little YouTube I know they do like toky- Tokyo Game Show. I mean there's other venues to do it at. Uh
1: they, but they just do their own thing. They do their own direct, Nintendo Direct, oh, that's, that's what right. it's called, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh so yeah, so I'm I'm really excited for this game. Uh you know, I was kind of disheartened a little bit when you know it got de- it got delayed, then we d- wasn't going to hear anything about NX, but seeing the f- you know, seeing the product, I can wait. Yeah, me too. I mean, I don't want to
1: wait, but no, yeah. I can wait. What if we die before then?
0: That's a, I mean that's that's a real question. I don't I, want to. I mean we won't play it, I guess.
1: If I died before then, that means I also died before Star Wars Episode Eight, and that's a real fear of mine. <laughs> well, <laughs>
0: no. Well, maybe if uh, you know you're going to die, you can contact them and they'll make a special exception for you.
1: Maybe they probably won't.
0: Yeah. So anyway, there's not really. I mean, we don't want to. I'm not going to get too much into it, but uh, Nintendo also talked about the new Pokemon uh, Sun and Moon, uh-huh. which I know you and I don't play I I don't play Pokemon. Do you?
1: Uh, last time i checked i'm not 12 anymore
0: fair enough uh we don't mean to offend any adults i actually
1: played the last one it wasn't wow you're a terrible person just (laughs) no i mean they're not bad they just they don't hold my attention like they used to when i was a kid i like
0: how it's funny that you'll say that you're not 12 and you don't play pokemon but you're a grown-ass man that will play animal crossing
1: hey (laughs) hey listen i have to build a house in that game yeah that requires a lot of maturity, yeah okay, and poise uh
0: and then they also <laughs> talked about a game that I would have i actually would never thought that I was excited about, but Pokemon Go, which is gonna be uh, Nintendo's second uh mobile platform game uh where you can capture and trade Pokemon that you catch in the real world uh and your camera on your phone will be augmented reality, so it'll look like the Pokemon is in your front yard <laughs> I or can't wait to see down it. by the river. I can't even really
1: see people playing this like in real life. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to
0: go down the river and catch a squirtle, bro. You don't even know. I don't know. But uh, but yeah, so that was pretty much all that they had to show for the most part. Um, the two big ones, obviously, um, Microsoft and Sony.
1: Uh, oh man, the showdown.
0: Both of them had great conferences in their own regard, I think. One of them had a better one. Eh, that's a matter of opinion, depending on if you're a Microsoft or a Sony fanboy. Uh-huh. really just depends on which games you care more about. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, Microsoft started off by telling us that uh, our Xboxes are already out of date. Pretty much. I mean, that's not necessarily true, because all the games that I'm about to talk about can still be played on your you know, Xbox One that you already have. Uh, but one of the things that I thought was really interesting is they let in, the thing that they let into the conference was about the Xbox One S, which is, slim model of the xbox we talked about this i think uh a couple episodes a couple episodes ago about some of the rumors and predictions and it turns out that this rumor is true uh xbox one s is 40 percent thinner than the original xbox i believe it has all the same performance however uh, it does support uh, 4k hdr Um, and for those of you that don't know what hdr stands for it stands for high dynamic range so if you have 4k televisions that support hdr it's just an overall uh, visual boost um, you know, with, with a 4K resolution. So, Sounds awesome. Yeah, it does sound awesome. You need to get a 4K.
1: I might. Yeah.
0: So uh, the price point I was really surprised by. I think the reason being is we'll talk about it a little later on at the end of this Microsoft announcement. But pricing is $299 for a 500 gigabyte version. Uh, Which is useless. Th- yeah, $350 for a 1 terabyte and $399 for a 2 terabyte. That's a deal. Which which is a good which is a great deal. Now keep in mind, I don't believe these come with Kinect, and that was one of the things I was really surprised about. There was literally no talk about Kinect at all.
1: Get out of town.
0: That doesn't necessarily mean that Kinect is dead, but I'm willing to bet that any game that comes out is not going to use a lot utilize Kinect other than just voice commands. Um, you know, and it looks like the only option for the Xbox One S as of now, because they didn't talk about any other colors, is it's in white,
1: which is interesting. It looks nice. It looks really sharp. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna hold off. Yeah, for something better, probably <laughs> something
0: something better that we uh, might talk about. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, honestly, though, one of the big one of the big drive home points to me is that if you are an early adopter like myself and already own a 4K television, uh, and you don't own a 4K Blu-ray Blu-ray player, this is the cheapest as of now. This is the cheapest 4K Blu-ray player you can get um samsung makes one i think it's maybe 399 or 499 just for a blu-ray player uh and the fact that you get a blu-ray player but you also get a game console was an amazing deal yeah so it's awesome. um you know so yeah i thought that was pretty interesting now they've released you know they're going to release this in a white console but justin won't you tell us a little bit about some of the things that you're going to be able to do with your
1: xbox controllers Uh yeah they're <clears throat> they're making new controllers um I think they're only going to work with the S and beyond. I'm not sure. But the reason I think that is because they are Bluetooth and the others are not. Um, One thing I read online earlier today mentioned that these controllers would kind of pave the way for uh, gaming on your mobile phones because they are Bluetooth. And that kind of ties in with something we're going to talk about later. But uh, you can customize them multiple different colors. You can have like your gamer tag engraved into them. Yeah, it's okay. I think they're like seventy bucks, eighty, seventy, eighty bucks. But um, I just don't know. I kind of, I really like my elite controller, so I'm probably not gonna bother. <laughs> yeah. Now,
0: one thing I thought was really interesting, and we'll get into it. Uh, well, actually, it's not even our notes talk about it because neither of us must care that not care that much about it. Is Gears of War four? Um, you know, me for me, I've I never been
1: a big Gears fan.
0: The only thing I liked about the first Gears games was it was one of the first that I remember, other than Halo, being able to play through the full campaign co-op. Yeah, I think the co-op's great in those games, but the reason I mentioned it was because they're making a Gears of War 4 Xbox Elite controller. that looks really interesting, and it's obviously themed for Gears of War, which is really cool. Um, I like the idea of being able to customize your Xbox controllers. The only downside of that is if you're somebody that likes to catch an xbox controller on sale or as a deal you're never going to be able to do that because you have to order these directly through uh through through microsoft i would assume uh you know so that's the only downside that i see but if you're one of those people that you have your favorite color schemes and all that that would be one of the things you probably want to do so um and there and this is no news that crackdown is obviously delayed to 2017 uh you know, I used to be a huge Crackdown fan, but honestly at this point, There's I just, just
1: too many games out to really care about it right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong like I'm all for open world co-op with those destructible environments, but I just don't know if it's a game that I could even see myself playing now. Um, you know, I I like the originals being able to upgrade your, you know, your your character as you progress through the game and and being able to make him stronger and things like that, but there's just so many games coming out that I think I care more about than this that it's not really on the front of my
1: mind. Yeah, I kind of felt like the window is closed. I mean, when it comes out, you know, I'll probably play it, but it would have been better if it would have come out like this past March because I just kind of feel like that window is closed. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Yeah. So another thing that they announced uh, was Halo Wars Two, which I know you didn't really care for the first one. I liked yeah. it. I like RTS games a lot, and if you hop on your Xbox right now, you can download the free beta. And I think that lasts until June twentieth. Now, Travis, tell me a little bit about Scalebound. Yeah, Scalebound is not something that
0: I am super excited about. Um platinum games which are behind titles like I believe Devil May Cry, also Bayonetta, if you're a you know, fan of those games. I used to love Devil May Cry. I tried to give Bayonetta a shot. I just couldn't get into it i know i have some friends that are really big into platinum games um to me when you look at a platinum game if you played one you've played them all um you know this does have uh, i think three player co-op which is kind of appealing but i just i'm just not into those type of games anymore do you know much about it or do you even care anything about it honestly no i'm not a big fan of them either um there's definitely a crowd for it but it's just not me yeah um you know that game is to be announced still as far as a release date it's sometime in 2017 uh, now one of the games that i'm really excited about and i'm even more so excited about it since you told me that it's only going to be a 40 dollars game is uh recor yeah i'm a big fan of um cheap games well <laughs> cheap games but also <laughs> i'm a big fan of games like metroid and um you know those type of games and this kind of has that feel uh to me, when I look at it, it kind of almost reminds me of Ico, Shadow of the Colossus, in regards to your relationship between you and somebody else. Yeah. Um, you know, in the fact that you can take this this orb out of uh, your robotic dog and put it into other mechanics and stuff, and and be able to progress through the levels using it. It just looks really interesting and it looks really original to me. So I'm a I'm a big fan of that. So
1: yeah, it looks fun, and you know, for forty bucks it. I'll probably buy it. <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, I'm really excited for
0: that, and and we don't have to wait too long. It actually comes out September 13th, 2016. Nice. So it's one of those games that uh, that I'm looking forward to. Now, uh, won't you tell us another game that, that you seem to be pretty excited about?
1: Yeah, a few years ago, State of Decay hit uh, the Xbox 360 and PC, and it was just so, so good. It was kind of like The Walking Dead meets Grand Theft Auto. It was an open world zombie survival game where you moved from like settlement to settlement and you could switch between characters in any of the settlements and like the character you're playing one minute could actually die and you'd become somebody else. It was just really good. There was driving awesome combat just a really great game and um, you know there's not a release date for it yet. It does come out sometime in 2017 but they did announce the sequel. It definitely looks from the uh, trailer and I think they've even confirmed it. Um. It's gonna be co-op, uh, so I—I I mean, even playing the first one, I thought, "How great would this game be with friends?" Because it's kind of set up that way. But I don't know; it just looks—we didn't really get gameplay, but it looked really good. Yeah,
0: one of the really cool things that I think kind of gave away that it is uh, co-op is—I don't know if you remember some of the things going across the screen, but one of them uh, was nobody survives alone. So I think that that was probably an indication that it will be, you know, cooperative play, and it may even perhaps require cooperative play. It may be one of those games that's really not intended to play by yourself. Possibly. Yeah. Um, I do like the style of the trailer. I like the fact that you've seen somebody else getting attacked, and they fired up a flare, and then there was another group of people at some distance away that seen it, that obviously went to try to help out. So I definitely feel like it's an indication that. This will be a cooperative game, uh, you know. At and and we'll talk about some more zombie games that that got released. But four zombie games released at this E three. Yeah. Uh. So obviously, zombie is on the forefront of everybody's mind, right? Still, yeah. Still, which is it's the trend that will not die. Yeah. And you know one the zombie and one that didn't get announced is I was really surprised that there was not a Left for Dead. Uh, oh what, man, would it be that. four or three? Th- three? Yeah. They don't do threes. What Half Life Three? Oh, yeah, Vegeta Three Team Fortress Three. So it'd have Portal to probably 3. be a new IP, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was really surprised, but yeah, I they didn't... even
1: stopped the Half Life chapters at two. Oh, that's I didn't know that. That's yeah. That's like so they does never... that mean we'll
0: never see a Team Fortress Three or Portal Three? Oh man, I
1: mean we probably will eventually, but
0: yeah, I don't know. Now let's talk a game that I went into E three not expecting to be excited about. I knew nothing about it. I knew it was a game. It's
1: crazy. I I, know what you're talking
0: about. I knew that a game, I knew that, you know, Rare as a developer, uh, was working on it, but let's
1: talk about the game called Sea of Thieves. Yeah. It's amazing what like a three or four minute video did for me.
0: Yeah. And I think the big thing for me was, is that open world. Yeah. Friends co-op. Yeah. And the fact that it's pirate based, because honestly, the last game that I ever played, and probably the only game that I played that was even slightly pirate-based, was uh, Assassin's Creed IV Black Flag. And and probably half the reason I even loved that game was all the stuff you could do in your ship and around the open world and being able to to hunt uh, Moby Dick and take on other ships and all that. It To me, I don't know about obviously being able to, to hunt creatures, but I know that you can take on other people's ships. And you actually have to, to man the ships. You have to raise the anchor. You have to lower the... Uh, lower the sails and all that type like of stuff. It's like everyone has a job. Yeah. And like if your ship takes on fire, you have to go down and patch up holes or else your ship will take on water and you'll sink. Like it you know, I'll be honest, the graphics aren't great. No. But It, it kinda reminds me of the ship. It yeah, it kind of does. And and if the environment is big and there's a lot to do within it, like they didn't really show like there was a any type of campaign or a purpose other than maybe just exploration and playing with friends, that is still to be determined. But yeah. what little they did show was very intriguing to me. Um, and since obviously there's not going to be a Fable game this year, that might be something that I can, uh, you know, scratch that itch with, so to speak. Yeah. Um, you know, there's not been an official uh, release date yet. Supposedly it's just sometime in 2016. Oh, so. I need it. Yeah, I, I need it now, and I th- I do believe that this since this is a rare title, this is Xbox exclusive, and it may also make its way to Windows ten. I do not know one hundred percent for sure That's if it question. is, yeah. but uh, and that was one of the things that uh, you know we wanted to talk about next. Actually, is the Xbox Play Anywhere? You want to talk about that, Justin?
1: Yeah. So we kind of already got a taste of it when Quantum Break, Quantum Break, sorry, came out earlier this year. You know, you bought it for Xbox, you then got it for PC for free. Um, Xbox. You know, they announced Xbox Play Anywhere, which will allow you to basically, anytime you buy an Xbox game, you now get that game on PC. And I think it's just for Xbox, it's only for certain games, but I think it's like all first party games. But basically, it picks up where you left off. So in the demo they showed, like a woman's playing a game, and then some kids come over, so she turns her TV on to show for them, and then she gets on her computer and picks up like right where she left off. So it's very nice, very promising, very nice that we're going to get um, both uh you know platforms for the price of one i do have one question you know about it and that is do we stream the game do we download the game like i don't really know what's going on there but i'm sure all that will be answered in the months to come but regardless it's a very nice uh, feature i know forza is gonna be part of it uh gears of war i think um yeah, there's... Hopefully, see if these... Basically, knows. basically any game that's coming out that's by Microsoft.
0: Yeah. Uh, even Halo Wars 2, I think, is going to be one of nice. those titles as well. Um, and I think maybe even Dead Rising 4. So, it's a great time to be a Microsoft, custom, um, a Microsoft customer and a Windows customer at this point. If you have a gaming rig that's obviously good enough to support these games, because these are $60 games at this point. So, you buy it on one, you get it on the other. That's a pretty big deal. Um I was really surprised we didn't see any kind of partnership between Microsoft and Steam as far as being able to use your Xbox as a Steam box. Yeah, it was rumored. Um, I'm not necessarily surprised, but... Well, I think that's one of the reasons that you see this kind of happening, uh, because I think at first you're going to see this only with Microsoft titles, but then you might be able to start seeing some exclusives that aren't Microsoft titles start to also maybe be able to do this, where you buy it on Xbox and you also get it on PC. Yeah. So. so let's talk about something that I've not played a whole lot of, but I seen this trailer today and I need it now. So Forza Horizon three. Um, i I mentioned earlier that I was a huge fan of test drive unlimited one and test drive unlimited Two. the social aspect, the diversity of, uh, the places that you were driving. Um, to me, this kind of brings that back for me. Uh, it looks like you know, you can have a buggy, you can have a truck, you can have, uh, you know, a Lamborghini, you know, and all the places that you drive and race in this game are very diverse, from city streets, to open plains, to a rainforest, uh, to a beach, I mean, it just looks like a really good game. That's it's awesome. And supposedly, this is going to have the, the the largest library as far as cars in the Forza franchise. Well, Forza
1: Horizon franchise. Yeah. So, are you a fan of the Horizon games? I prefer them over the regular Forza games. I'm not like a car junkie like some people are in this game. It's a little more casual, more
0: arcade like.
1: It's more, yeah, it's more accessible
0: to someone yeah. who's not, you know. I completely agree. Like, uh, I have a couple friends of mine. Um, that, that are huge into Forza. Like, they like going in, and they like looking up spreadsheets online on how to tune cars. I mean, they really get into it. Yeah, forget that. Uh, when I first played Gran Turismo, like, I was kind of that way, but I was like, I think I was in middle school or maybe high school. But Dreaming about
1: that first car, right? Yeah,
0: but to me, like, I just want to get in a game, and if I have 20 or 30 minutes and I want to get a couple races in, like, I'm fine with that. But, yeah. like, I feel like with... The regular Forza games, I just feel like you have to invest so much time into them. With this, it's just casual. You can play with friends. You're not... There's no boundaries, so yeah. to speak. I if,
1: love the open world yeah. aspect. Yeah, and I'm not... I mean, track racing is okay, but it's just... I don't know. It's just more fun.
0: And this takes place in Australia, by the way, Justin. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, and it's also supposedly... Uh, much much larger of a map than horizon one or two nice. uh so i'm pretty excited about it and and luckily we don't have to wait that long september 27th of this year uh we will get that game nice. uh so i'm pretty excited for that uh now let's talk about a game that i'm not super excited about because i've never really got into them more zombies yeah more zombies this is the second zombie game we're talking about
1: yeah, yeah. um i really enjoyed dead rising 3 i know i don't think you did no yeah i liked it um yeah, so they announced Dead Rising Four. It features Frank, uh, from the first game. It almost kinda looks like a remake, but not entirely, but I think it looks better than Dead Rising three. I know you're kinda iffy on it, but it comes out December sixth. It will probably be a lot of fun, you know, combining all sorts of random gadgets into some, you know, super weapon to mow down zombies with, but you know, it is what it is. It's gonna be a fun little game. But Frank is making a return, is he not? I said that. Oh, I guess I should have been listening. You probably should. Have. <laughs> uh,
0: I will say that uh, one of my favorite uh one of my favorite moments uh for the short time that I did play Dead Rising was um I want to say it was even Dead Rising 1. That was on the 360, right? Uh, yeah. Uh you could actually go cuz obviously Dead Rising is a Capcom game. Yeah. Uh, you could go into one of the stores in the mall, and you could actually put on a Mega Man helmet, <laughs> and you could also put on a Mega Man, uh, the X-Buster on your arm. Oh, nice. And you could fire tennis balls at zombies. That's awesome. Uh, that was the only cool part about that game. The me? only
1: cool part about that game was the Mega Man part. Yeah.
0: I, honestly, I think the reason I didn't like it is because I think that in Dead Rising 3, the main uh, character... Just I just could not stand him. He was so annoying as a yeah, character. it was still a fun game. Now, maybe with Frank coming back, maybe I'll enjoy it. I don't know. Maybe. So uh, that game is slated to come out holiday December 6, 2016? Yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, now, I'll be honest. I I wouldn't say that I'm a Sony fanboy. I have both consoles. But I will tell you that I play my, my PS4 more than I do my Xbox. Wait till Sea of Thieves comes out. I mean, that's a possibility. Also, Forza. I mean, I'm not going to yeah. say I'm not going to play it. Um, but why don't you talk about some of the new features coming? Because I've had these on PlayStation 4 for a while, minus the the,
1: the third one that you're going to talk about. Too bad about. your interface is just so crappy compared to Xbox. But anyway, so we're getting a few. <laughs> I like how I cut you off. I bit. will kill you. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. Uh, so Xbox Live is getting a few new features. One of them is going to be tournaments. That's uh, kind of cool. Not really too impressed with that. So I'm going to move on. Um, clubs. Sony does have this in the form of yeah tournaments
0: is the one that Sony didn't have that's the one I thought you would talk more about
1: eh, I mean whatever for
0: sports games I could care less about tournaments but I think about fighting yeah, like sh- fighting games fighting, like uh, games. yeah I mean it it has the potential to be cool but yeah until everybody starts to implement it I don't think it's going to be that cool
1: I'm more interested in these other two because clubs uh, you can join like a gaming community or maybe even have like a club for your cl- you know your clan if you have one your group of gamer friends that you play with but yeah, you know, that's kind of nice, a little hub for you and your friends to, you know, kind of set up game nights or whatnot. Uh, then they also have, like, a, lo- a looking for group feature, which I think is fantastic because, you know, <clears throat> I you've, you may not know this about me. I play a lot of Rainbow Six Siege. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, and that's a game that requires a lot of teamwork, and if you just join a random match, you're not going to get that. With a looking for group feature, you know, it kind of changes that. That I think that's going to add some... uh you know, more enjoyment to some of these games that are more, you know, really team-oriented and and really rely on communication because you can look for a group. Maybe there's a filter you can set where, you know, you must have a mic or something. I don't know, but I I think it's a great feature. I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I think those are all welcome changes. Um, You know, I definitely feel like Microsoft is, you know, starting to gear more for the games. That was one of the things that when the Xbox One came out that I wasn't a huge fan of is I just felt like they were trying to... They're more interested in taking over my living room than being a game console, but I think they're now starting to be more about games than anything else. Yeah, that's about to change. Yeah, I mean, and I'm fine with that. Like I'm, In a big way. I mean, that's fine.
1: I'm, I mean, our next topic.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> in, in a big way, you mean everybody's going to want to replace their Xbox next year. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, we talked about it a couple weeks ago, um, Xbox working on a new Xbox called Project Scorpio. Yes. And it turned, six teraflops, you guys. Yeah, it turns out that this is a real thing. Uh, there's holiday 2017 is all we know, but supposedly it's going to be a really, really powerful machine. Whatever six teraflops means, I'm sure that's a big deal. <laughs> um, you know, one of the things that uh, in one of the videos they were talking about this, the um, the creator uh, and I think the head guy for Fallout, right? He was. Yeah he was talking about you know this is the machine that you know that we've all wanted from the beginning to be able to do whatever it is we want to do you know in a game and supposedly that's what this is going to be it's going to um it's going to support obviously 4K HDR uh but also a lot of people are thinking cuz didn't they show Fallout uh he he had mentioned wanting to do Fallout VR during this
1: yeah. actual yeah uh, supposedly it's going to support VR we don't know much about that if it's going to be microsoft branded uh vr headset if it's going to be the vive the rift or something we don't even know about yet because hololens is more augmented
0: reality it's not really a. yeah i mean i guess with the i guess technically I really if you just it get it i guess technically if you get like a different visor for the front that you can't see through i guess it could
1: technically be a vr headset maybe yeah but, i don't know i think uh i don't really know what they're doing with hololens
0: yeah I mean I could see it being a perfect platform for the Oculus honestly. Yeah, I could too. Um and to me I think putting this kind of power in the machine I mean to me it can only mean VR. Yeah. I mean I mean cuz a lot of speculations is that's why you know Sony was making a more powerful PlayStation which we did not hear anything about. Um, I almost wonder if that is intentional. Um that they kind of wanted to see what Xbox had before they made any actual announcements about it. They're probably uh,
1: embarrassed. They probably scrapped
0: it. I mean, they they announced it, and they announced the the specs and stuff, but... I, mean, I missed that. I didn't hear well, they didn't that. announce it at E3. They announced it a couple days later. Oh, I was gone. To, yeah, I was gone. Yeah, I so, missed that bit of news. Yeah, so... But, yeah, so I guess we're going to see, the, you know, what's, what the next year holds for Console Wars. So, man, that was a lot just for Microsoft. Yeah. Um, let's, and that's it? Yeah, no, no. that's not... So <laughs> now we got... Uh, we got some stuff on Sony. Uh, Bear with
1: us, guys. Sorry.
0: Yeah, Justin wasn't as big of a fan as I was for the Sony conference. They
1: had some really big moments. Okay. Um, God of War. They opened the show with that. Did you play any of the God of War games? Yeah, yeah. All of them? Oh, no, not all of them, but yeah, I enjoy them. Yeah, God of War. That's like a huge franchise for them. That's a major, major franchise. Now, let me ask you, uh,
0: what did you think about the video – demo walkthrough that they had for God of War, did you think it looked different to you as far as the oh, gameplay? Yeah, absolutely. Um I don't know how you describe it. It's just I would say if you was to take the um the camera angle of Resident Evil mm-hmm. but you take the gameplay of Last of Us and that's kind of what it is. Um if you think about the relationship between um who are the two characters in Last of Us?
1: Uh Joel and Ellie?
0: Yeah, Ellie. So if you think about that kind of relationship throughout the game where he's kind of looking over her, kind of teaching her, yeah. things like that, that's kind of what this, this trailer was kind of you know doing with what looks like Kratos' son. Now, nobody really knows where this falls in the timeline um, because obviously in God of War, uh, Kratos, in a drunken rage, murders his whole family. So who is this? Is this prior to that? Is this... How sweet would it be if you're playing Kratos' dad, and you're teaching Kratos. That would be awesome. You know, so nobody really knows where the timeline is. Uh, obviously, the big fights are still there. That was one of the big things that they showcased. But then they also showcased something as simple as him showing how his, showing his son how to shoot a deer. And the deer doesn't fully die, and he basically tells him, you know, it's his responsibility to end it, and he says he can't. And he takes his son's hand, and he puts the knife, you know, through the through the animal and kills it. Like, I mean, it's... It's weird because you go from this really intense battling gameplay to this subtle moment of just teaching your kid life lessons, you know? So it's definitely a different take on this God of War. Now, of course, that could be a flashback. So. That could be a flashback that you play at the beginning of the game, and then after that you go back to being Kratos just murdering and stuff. It could, yeah,
1: it could have totally been a smokescreen. We have no How idea. Cr-
0: yeah, I mean, so I don't know. I like the idea of you playing Kratos' dad and you're kind of teaching him all the things throughout the that'd game. Cool, like, be. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I mean, if you want to write that in, I, I won't take credit for it. That's, I mean,
1: everything we also say happens, though. So. Yeah, so. Except for Red Dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rest in peace, Red Dead. <laughs> we'll talk about it a little bit. Yeah,
0: little so, bit. Uh, so something that I don't think anybody was expecting... No. I know I wasn't. Yeah, me neither. So one of the things they were talking about is that, uh, you know, Sony uh, is the best home for exclusives, which obviously we know that Microsoft has tons of exclusives. Yeah. We get that. Um, But when he said exclusives, I was not thinking of a Spider-Man game. I wasn't either. That was the farthest thing from my mind, because as soon as you see the the Marvel logo flash on the screen, you're like, oh man, what is this? And the fact that it is a uh, a game from Insomniac Studios, uh, Insomniac Games, which yeah. is behind uh, Sunset Overdrive, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Psychonauts, Infamous. I think, Infamous, yeah. yeah. So
1: I just totally didn't see it, but I have to tell you, the trailer blew my mind. Yeah, and it wasn't there wasn't even a whole lot in the trailer, for, even from like a gameplay perspective. But I just have a lot of faith in it because it's from a good studio.
0: Yeah, I. Yeah, I completely agree. Um it's been so long, man. And the fact that to me like most of the past Spider-Man games made New York seem and we kind of talked about it with Watch Dogs is how Watch Dogs 1 made whatever city it was in feel really dark and really gritty. Yeah. The past few uh Spider-Man games to me kind of made New York feel that way. And this game is very bright, it's very vibrant. The city seems really alive. Um And even if the game is terrible, as long as I can just swing around New York City as Spider-Man, that's That's all I want to do. That's all I care about. Yeah. Um, They didn't announce – well, with God of War or Spider-Man, they didn't release any news as far as when it's going to be out. That was the one bad thing I felt about Sony's conferences. They didn't really announce any dates, so it kind of worries me a little bit.
1: They announced a big
0: date, though. What's the. Oh, yes, they did. (laughs) Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody about that? So
1: there's a little game you may have heard of. I think it was announced like two decades ago. Yeah, we talked about it a few times. Yeah, The Last Guardian, which I don't know if. I, at one point, didn't know if it was going to be made. Uh, They they released a new trailer, which was amazing. And then at the end of the trailer, they surprised everybody by flashing a date up there October 25, 2016. We will have The Last Guardian, barring any last minute uh, delays. Yeah, you know what I found
0: really interesting about the the trailer? And I think this is the first time they ever revealed it. Did you actually watch the trailer that they showed at E3 or no? Yeah. So in one of the trailers, they showed a second bird dog mm-hmm. instead of the one, which they hadn't shown up to that point. So it makes me think, are there evil like bird dog things? Are we going to see some of the bird dogs? Are they, I,
1: they officially called bird dogs? I don't know. Okay. That's just what they look like to <laughs> I was me. like, I, I missed that part if that's what they're yeah, called.
0: But, but to me, it makes me wonder if... Um, if that's something that we're actually you know, going to see. I don't to, know. You know. So I'm still excited. Well, I, this
1: is the last Guardian. Yeah. I bet they're called Guardians.
0: Oh, maybe they are called <laughs> Guardians. I don't know. Uh, but one thing that I thought was really interesting too is if you look at the art, like if you look at the overall game design and how it looks, the only thing that looks out of place in that game is the main character.
1: Yeah, he looks uh, like it, a cartoon character. It
0: almost makes me think that maybe he's from a different world. Maybe. And that's one of the ways that they can kind of, you know, show that is, is I mean, because he looks completely different than the rest of the game. so Yeah, totally different art style. I just thought that was really interesting, but it does look very similar to the type of character you play in Ico. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. So I'm curious to see, because in Ico and in Shadow of the Colossus, they actually tie the two games together. So I'm kind of curious if this is supposed to be in the same universe as that. So, uh, so that'll be interesting. But yeah, October twenty fifth, two thousand sixteen. Super excited about that. Now, another game that I want that we wanted to talk about. Justin and I have a love for.
1: Um, what's the developer of this game? Quantic is it? Quantic Break. Quantic Breaks. No, Quantic, oh, Quantic Dream. <laughs> yeah, Quantic Dream. Uh, they
0: bad. they make games like. Uh, Heavy rain, indigo prophecies. Indigo prophecies. It's it's one of those beyond t- two souls. Beyond two souls. It's one of those games where your choices in the game matter.
1: Interactive storytelling.
0: Yeah, interactive storytelling. Multiple decisions, multiple yeah. endings. Um, in
1: heavy rain, there was like maybe seven endings. There's more than seven. Oh, is there? Yeah, but I mean, there's maybe like twelve. I mean, it was like a crazy amount. But each situation you put yourself in, you had only a, a handful of outcomes. And we saw from this uh, gameplay, or not gameplay trailer, but we saw from this trailer last night, there was probably 50 different outcomes that could have happened. Um, we didn't see all of them, but they displayed the different uh, outcomes on the screen. And I got to tell you, I'm excited about this one.
0: So at first, like when the tra- when the trailer actually started and, and everything was playing out, and then after you've seen the decision of that, and then they kind of rewind, and they start showing you all these different windows of all the possibilities. Yeah. I thought that was a really cool way of showing... Yeah how your decisions impact because just in that one scenario alone, there was probably seven outcomes to that. Right. I mean, oh, there's they, way more than that. I just thought that was super cool how they yeah. did that. They showed
1: probably seven. Yeah.
0: Cause I know, um, now this company is not responsible for until Dawn, right? That is somebody completely different. Someone right? different, but it's definitely inspired. Okay. Now I've heard with until dawn that decisions, yes, they matter, but ultimately you, it ends with the same result. Yeah. Um, these games aren't like that. Like this studio that we're talking about. I yeah. mean,
1: you can kill your main character at any moment basically. Yeah.
0: yeah, and and if you kill even a side character, they're dead throughout the whole game, which yeah. and, and that can ultimately at the end affect the outcome of the game in a different way. Yeah. Um, you know, my only question is you're playing an android that's a negotiator obviously in this game. Uh are you going to be playing just different scenarios as this uh, investigator, or are you going to be trying to piece together a crime? That's my only question. You know, I, I
1: don't know. It, with Heavy Rain, you played multiple characters. It might be something where you just play yeah, several but they, people. Yeah, but they all interwove. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah, yeah. So, my question with this is are they going to make it interwove? Like, are they going to interweave the storylines? Are you going to play the same character? Are you going to play different characters? Because I don't want it to be one of those things where, because we obviously know, because the guy that he is talking to in this trailer is also like himself, an android. Yeah.
1: Who goes rogue?
0: Right, right. I don't want it to be one of those things where you're literally just playing like through different scenarios. Oh yeah, I know. What I don't think it'll be like that. Yeah. So I'm assuming that all these things are going to probably intertwine, and there's going to be a, a underlying story, a much bigger conflict. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So, but but yeah, I I cannot wait for this game. Um, no you know, release date. No, there keeping is keeping us waiting. Yeah, no release date at all for this game. Um, if
1: you haven't played it yet, pick up Heavy Rain on PS4. I think it's like maybe 20 bucks. I'm not really sure. Don't quote me on that. But it is worth it. Oh, every penny. It's so, so good. Don't spoil anything. Just play it. And I will tell you, like,
0: even if you were married or have a girlfriend or have a boyfriend that doesn't like to watch you play video games, they'll love this one. My wife, like, was basically asking me, hey, when are you going to go back to playing Heavy Rain? Uh, it's just one of those games that you really feel like, I mean, there's enough interaction to make it a game, but you really just feel like you're you're watching an interactive movie, which is really, yeah. really super cool. So, so yeah, so that is called Detroit, uh, become human, yes. right? Yeah. So, uh, are you a resident evil fan, Justin? Yeah, but not as much as you, I don't think. Yeah. So resident evil, I believe it was resident. I loved resident evil four. I mean, I love the originals, but, uh, but for me, resident evil four to me, just completely changed the resident evil franchises as far as the controls, the camera angles, all that, I loved Resident Evil Five simply for the um, for the co op aspect of it. Uh, Resident Evil Six I didn't play because it was too different from what I was used to. However, Resident Evil Seven coming out January twenty fourth, two thousand seventeen. Look, the tr- the trailer looks creepy. If you are a PS four uh, person and you have a PlayStation Plus account, you can download Resident Evil Seven the the seventeen or twenty minute demo. Um, and check it out now, uh, the game is going to be completely, um, completely VR compatible. So you can either choose to play it in VR or you can choose to not play it in VR, which I That's think awesome. is, is, a really interesting approach. Um, what's, what's funny is I was, uh, you know, doing some research and, uh, you know, IGN and a couple other people said that they got to play, uh, you know, some tech demos for the, um, the, uh, PlayStation, uh, VR headset um, and uh, one of the things that I thought was interesting is they said well there was this um, you know demo where you're in a kitchen and it's terrifying and nobody knew nobody knew what it was um, and then it turns out it was Resident Evil 7 nobody knew until the C3 show so I just thought that was really kind of cool they said that you know somebody brought up the good point though is they don't feel like VR is going to be good for horror games because most people it's too real and they won't be able to play through a whole game like this. I I mean, I'll be honest. I probably couldn't either. I mean, I played the PT, uh, the playable teaser on my PlayStation four and I could barely play that. And that's not VR. Yeah. It was terrifying. I want to play the paranormal activity game. (laughs) Oh, is there one? I didn't know. It's in VR. I think it's on the Vive. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, uh, this game, uh, like I said, comes out January 24th, 2017. Uh, it looks like they're taking it back to the roots. Um, You know, a lot of the games, I think, went too far out of the genre of Resident Evil. Uh, But this one looks like it is traditional, creepy Resident Evil. So I'm pretty excited for this. Um, Now, Justin, let's talk about something that I know you're not sold on, PlayStation VR.
1: Yeah, I think it's the weakest of all three of the offerings so far. The only thing it does have going for it, we saw this last night, um, is Star Power. Um, They announced, you know, Resident Evil, they announced Star Wars Battlefront version batman arkham arkham which came out of nowhere and final fantasy 15 which those are huge huge titles um however with star wars we actually saw some gameplay it It looks it looked good it did it also looked kind of gimmicky and it specifically said mission vr mission so that implies that it's not a full game it's not probably in a full game mode it's just one mission uh with batman I mean, get excited all you want. That's the biggest red flag for me because it literally showed no gameplay. All it did was say, hey, uh, here's Batman and you're going to like it because it's Batman. So I just I'm super skeptical about that one. Uh, Final Fantasy 15 I have no idea what I watched with that one <laughs> that was so bizarre
0: Yeah the only the only cool part for me was when you're actually riding in the car and you look over and you see the person driving Yeah everything else was kind of like a I don't a, really... a gimmicky first person shooter with VR headsets on and yeah. you were warping all over you were teleporting all over the map did not look appealing to me at all Yeah um the only game that that appealed to me on PlayStation VR I want to say there was a first person shooter I'm um, trying to think of what it was called. I want to say maybe it was called uh, Farscape, or uh, I can't remember. I can't remember either. It shows you how much I actually really care about. It's kind of forgettable. It it honestly
1: was, but
0: they did announce um, they did announce uh, a controller specifically for it. Did they not?
1: Yeah, it's like a I don't know. It's like a motion VR gun controller. They said it's going to have one on one accuracy. Uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah, it I, looks goofy, but if it works, it works. I don't care what it looks like.
0: Yeah, it to me, it's gonna take a while before we can actually find um, VR titles that are gonna be ideal for you know VR, like yeah. first person shooters that are. I think the controller will probably definitely help, but I don't know, man. I just because I, I, I think about um, when the PlayStation Move first came out, and then I think about how. Kill Zone was uh one of the uh titles where you could use the PlayStation to move and kind of this gun contraption that you put it in. You know what
1: game shipped with the gun contraption? Uh what? SOCOM for Oh, that's right. Yeah. Maybe that was maybe that was the fall of uh oh, SOCOM. No, the fall of SOCOM was SOCOM 4, but it's for other reasons. Yeah. So but yeah, you know, Hey, and, and the PlayStation Network hack happened when Silicon
0: Four came oh, out. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but yeah, the PlayStation VR is still early. It's not even out, so I don't really want to judge it till it's out. But
1: it does have a release date.
0: Yeah, it does have a release date. It's in October, I believe. October
1: thirteenth, I think is what yeah. they said.
0: Now, obviously, the Oculus and the and the Vive are already going to have oh a big start. But to me, the PlayStation VR is for a completely different audience. And the
1: the price points lower. It's it's 399, which, which it's more accessible. It's doesn't require a high power PC. It is, but you're sacrificing a little bit of, you're sacrificing quality with
0: the video and things like that. And you're not getting as big of a library. Um, I'm more interested in what third party people come out with for these things. Um,
1: I'm skeptical, but I hope it works.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. So, I
1: mean, if it works, we all win. Now let's, uh,
0: Let's talk, I mean, if if PlayStation VR isn't depressing enough, let's talk about something else that I'm ashamed of. I'm
1: so embarrassed. Oh, my God. So
0: last night, Sony was showing this game that they didn't do a good enough job of talking about, so they said, hey, here's some PlayStation VR titles to look forward to, but they didn't actually s- into segue the into the next bit. So I was watching this game, it looked like this great Space Odyssey game, kind of similar to what you would find in EVE Online.
1: Yeah, or Star Citizen. Or
0: Star Citizen. And I'm watching this, I'm like thinking, man, this looks really interesting. If He's this is
1: walking around, gets in a ship, I'm like, oh, this looks great.
0: Yeah, and then you jump out of a ship, and you like grapple, and uh, you grapple a guy, and bring him to you, and rip off his mask in space. I'm like, man, this game looks awesome.
1: Oh, I'm so embarrassed, guys.
0: And uh. then at the end of it, it's like Call of Duty Infinite War. Uh, I can't go home i mean, I'm too embarrassed. I had no idea it was a Call of Duty game. I didn't either, and... I just... Oh, I, I just can't e- I just can't even believe that they I... They duped I, me. They did. They duped us both, man. I think by separating themselves and making you think it was a Call of Duty game was really what they wanted to do, because they were like, man, this game looks amazing. Because as soon as they said Call of Duty, I lowered my head. I was like, I can't believe I just bought into that.
1: Yeah, it worked. Um, and that kind of is bad, because... I don't. If they would have said Call of Duty Infinite Warfare up front, I don't know if I would have stopped paying attention or if I just would have gone into it with a negative attitude. In a way, I'm kind of glad that they did it this way because even though I am embarrassed, it looked pretty fun.
0: Yeah, it, it really does. Um, my thing is, though, I don't think you can play co-op in those games, can you? I don't remember. And you don't really – you're going to get it, aren't you?
1: No, I mean we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, you're definitely going to get it.
0: Now, that game actually comes out November 4th, 2016. Yeah, they've um, got November locked down every year. Yep. I think it's the same day too, right? It's close. It's it's around there. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So, that's going to be coming out. I'm going to wait for reviews before I decide to do anything with it. I may pick it up specifically to play Campaign just because it's in space, but I, I don't and, know. And Modern Warfare. Yeah. yeah. The trailer for that looked amazing too. Um, just the overall... Gra- I mean, they really redid it, so to yeah, speak. Yeah, they
1: rebuilt it, it looks like. Yeah, it so... Really good.
0: Now, let's talk about Crash Bandicoot. That <sighs> couldn't be on the farther end of the spectrum than what we just talked about, but... Well, Activision, too. Yeah, so... Oh, yeah, that's true. So, so they're gonna remake Crash Bandicoot 1, 2, and 3? Is that yeah, right? I think they
1: said Warped. And Warped, okay. But they're not gonna remaster SoCum. That's all I heard. Yeah, <laughs> so and...
0: That- And they're also going to put Crash Bandicoot in the new Skylanders game.
1: Yeah, and that's dumb. Yeah, (laughs) because you want SOCOM. No, it's just, you know, we talked about Disney Infinity failing, and I kind of wondered if Skylanders would follow because Disney Infinity was the best-selling out of the Toy to Life games, but they're making a new one, apparently, with Crash Bandicoot. And you can make your own Skylander, whatever that means. I don't really know what that game is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, you should know. It's like Disney Infinity, but no, not.
1: They're di- it's Toy to Life, but it's a different game. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah,
0: I-, I didn't know there was such a big following for Crash Bandicoot. I had no idea. Yeah,
1: and that the dude that announced it, I forget his name, he wore a Crash shirt at yeah. the PlayStation Experience. He even made a remark, like, no shirt this time. But I did like the effect when he walked out into the stage. Did you notice that? Uh-uh. Yeah, when he walked out to the stage, the camera was like at an angle. And his shadow on the stage is actually Crash Bandicoot's shadow.
0: Oh, I noticed that. I just didn't notice if that's who that was. That's really cool. Yeah. That's really, yeah, that's cool. Um, And, you know, I didn't really know until uh, playing Uncharted 4, spoiler alert, you play Crash Bandicoot in in Uncharted
1: when you're playing... uh, Yeah, Naughty Dog made... Yeah. Crash Bandicoot, yeah,
0: yeah, and I, I just had no idea, and then ever since that happened, it's like I see Crash Bandicoot all over the place. Yeah. So,
1: too bad they weren't playing SOCOM. And Android. no, okay, I'm done, yeah. I'm done, I'm done. And somebody so is Socom. sounds a little bitter. <laughs> no,
0: I'm um, now let's talk about a game that completely. I, I just I don't know what we watched. I I don't know what we watched either. But, um, Sony announced uh Kirijima's next title which is called death stranding yeah um for those of you that has watched it if you understand what was going on in that trailer please let us know um really a summary uh norman Reedus, which is daryl from walking dead yeah uh he wakes up on what looks like a beach he is completely nude there is a an infant baby uh, laying beside of him, what is which looks like connected with a, with some sort of a synthetic a, like um, syn- umbilical cord, yeah, or something. synthetic uh, umbilical cord, um, and there's these like ink blotch baby hands going all over his body and disappearing. He picks up the child, the child disappears. You notice that he stands up. There's all this dead sea life around him. He has a scar on his abdomen too. Yeah, scar on his abdomen. It's so weird. And then he looks up out over the ocean, and there's these five figures floating in midair, and they they disappear. Uh, it looks like he has handcuff uh, a handcuff on his hand at one point. That's like glowing with some sort of alien looking technology. There is literally no indication of what this game's about. Yeah. Um, I mean, listen, I mean. Kirojima can do what he wants, and it's probably going to be good. I mean, I think about Metal Gear Solid Phantom Pain, fantastic. Uh, You know, but it just kind of left people in awe, like, thinking, what is this trailer about? Uh, You know, I mean, the graphics and everything look fantastic, but I had no idea what was going on. Yeah, it's... I don't know. It's nightmare fuel. It's so weird. Yeah, and we don't have any indication about when this game's going to be released. I'm going to say probably 2018, 2019. I mean, it's going to be way out.
1: I think holiday 18, or no, maybe early 18's a good. Maybe. Yeah, maybe Because I mean, like we know
0: how long he spent between Metal Gear games. So. Yeah, because that's some time to work on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, so I don't know. I'm just glad Sony picked him up after he left Konami. Uh, I guess they had some sort of falling out, but I'm just glad Sony picked him up because yeah. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of good talent for stories and games. So I'm still sad that we won't see a Silent Hill from him. Uh, but I just found it was interesting. Or another Metal Gear? Yeah, that and game's I, probably over. What if,
1: What if it was a Metal Gear game?
0: Yeah, I don't think he can. At first, did you thought that was? Did you think that was a solid snake on the ground before he stood up? No, no,
1: because I, I I I still knew he couldn't do it. I mean, yeah, it's he he's, that's done. And I think if Konami tries to make that game again without him, I don't. I mean, people will buy it, but it won't be as successful. Yeah, no, I agree. I, uh, what do you think? Uh,
0: don't you find it interesting that Norman Reedus followed him? Because obviously, they were working on Silent Hill at Konami, and then it, once he left, now all of a sudden Norman Reedus is there. It just shows,
1: you know, the kind of talent that uh, he has. Uh, I'm talking about uh, Kojima and. Um, you know, they, it kind of shows that they probably had a pretty good working relationship, so much that uh, Norman Reedus was, you know, inspired to continue with it.
0: Yep, I completely agree. Yeah. So, now let's talk about a game that you weren't super excited about. No. Um, PS4 exclusive, game called Days Gone. Yeah. Uh, a zombie, the, the fourth zombie game we've talked about tonight. Yeah. Um, kind of has a little bit of a Last of Us feel to it, um, but Justin feels that it might be repetitive, right?
1: Yeah, it, I mean... I know it's early. I don't know when this game is going to come out. Um, it just kind of looked boring. It <laughs> just kind of like endless waves of zombies, and I get that's what some people like to play. But to me, it just looked really repetitive. I just think it was a bad demo. This coming from the guy that likes Dead Rising, I just don't understand. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't play it. You know, for, I don't play that one for the story. Play it for fun. You just play it for the repetitive killing zombies. I can use whatever in the world I find to kill zombies. This game, I don't think it's gonna do that. It sounds like you have double standards, is what it sounds whatever. like. Anyway, it, it just looked. I just think it was a bad tech demo. Um, I think they could have. Uh, I don't know. It just the entire time he just sat, sat there with the gun, shot some zombies, ran, maybe like put something down to block them. Did you not them. feel
0: stressed out through the whole thing though? Not like, once.
1: No, because they were so close to him. It was predetermined. I mean.
0: They knew he was going to win. He was actually playing it, though, on stage, which is one of the things that I liked about Sony's conferences. Yeah, they literally showed the person playing the game from, like, three different angles, so you knew that person was there playing Yeah, the but,
1: I mean, I didn't think he was in any trouble.
0: Okay, well, that's fine. Yeah. But it's better than the trailer that we got for... Uh, that other zombie game that you thought you would like. Uh, Resident Evil 7? Yeah, no, State of Decay 2. That game's going
1: to be good. Though, it was all animation. Was we great. didn't see
0: anything. The first one was so good, it doesn't matter. Yeah, well, we'll see.
1: I mean, Oh, the first one is on Xbox One now. Yeah.
0: Check it out. Yeah, so I'm, so I'm definitely interested in what the game has to offer. I definitely feel you're kind of right in regards
1: that. It was kind of awkward them ending the show with that. Usually you end the show with something big, and I thought God of War would have fit nicely there Well, instead of w- opening. Yeah. or even a uh, Last Guardian. That would have been a great way to end the show with Last Guardian with the release date, but...
0: Well, um, you know, I'm really excited about Dave's Gone. I, I'm i kind of with you. I kind of want understand, because they talked about it during the beginning of their conference, yeah. and then they also ended with it. Super awkward. Now, do you think there's a reason for that? Do you think maybe we should have got some other news?
1: There's a, r- a Reddit rumor. Okay, what's um, that rumor? Completely a rumor...
2: Yeah, we don't know for sure.
1: take it with a grain of salt. The rumor, and if you are listening to this Redditor who made up this rumor, if it's fake, congratulations, you got us to tell your story. Um, The Reddit rumor that I read this morning was that Red Dead Redemption was supposed to be announced in that place. And in the Red Dead Redemption trailer, at the end of it, uh, it featured a villain, or maybe the hero, who knows, opening fire on a saloon with a bunch of innocent people. Now, given the recent events in Orlando, Florida, uh, they felt that it was better to not do that, not show that. Um, I mean, that story could kind of hold up a little bit because most, you know, typically, you know, you announce a game, you show some gameplay, and then you go on to the next thing. With Days Gone, they announced it, went, moved on, and then came back to it. It's kind of awkward. It wasn't really a good show-ending game, uh, you know, to show off, so... Yeah, that kind of makes sense, and with all the Red Dead rumors that we had coming into E3, maybe, but I don't know. I'm not really buying that story. Rockstar typically doesn't really do E3, you know, so I don't know.
0: And they don't typically shy away from stuff. I mean, I, I out of respect they for would, what bad. happened in Orlando,
1: like, I totally get it. But you know what you can do? You can cut that part out of the trailer.
0: That's what I was thinking. takes 10 <laughs> seconds, I think.
1: I mean, it doesn't take very long. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. I'm just iffy about it. I don't know um if I believe that story unless it actually breaks from Rockstar themselves. Yeah. Uh but I mean, at the same time though, someone leaked the entire Xbox uh conference just hours before it happened. So I mean, someone inside knows information that we don't know yet, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, no. I'm I'm just really sad we didn't hear an announcement from them. Now whether now if they did the right thing and they didn't feel like showing it because of that, kudos to them. Yeah. Uh, but if that was not the case, and they just didn't show up with anything, then I'm sad.
1: Yeah. So and that does, you know, that does take me to this question, you know, why why were we told there was going to be this big presence there, and we got nothing?
0: Yeah, I mean, if I look back and think about what would have stood out to me as a big presence, I mean, Mafia I,
1: Three that didn't cut it because they said it was Take Two, not specifically Rockstar Take Two. And Take-Two is over 2K Games and Rockstar Games. And they did show off Mafia 3, but not what I would call in a big way. I mean, yeah, it was mentioned. It was shown off, but... Didn't the Mafia trailer
0: even drop, though, before E3 actually started?
1: That's a good question. I don't. I don't remember. I right. thought that it did. So to me,
0: I I just don't know if I consider that a big presence if it was a trailer that had already came out, you know, prior. Yeah. Um, but I gotta say, I mean, we all know that Watch Dogs two stuff leaked prior, and they they owned up to it, and they started flooding. Yeah, they <laughs> took advantage of it. They just yeah. went
1: with it. Yeah, and it worked. I'm I'm really interested into that game. Um, why do you think we didn't get PlayStation Neo at the Sony conference?
0: Um. Honestly, I don't know if they didn't want to set a hard release date, not knowing if they could make it. Um,
1: that would have also been a good way to end the show.
0: Yeah. Also, I I almost wonder that if they wanted to see what Microsoft actually had up their sleeve, like if they got word that they were working on two consoles. Getting nervous about those teraflops. I mean, possibly. I mean, that's a real thing. I mean, if, you know, maybe they want to try to beat them to the punch, you know, because if, if they're... if. Project Scorpio or whatever it's going to be called isn't out till holiday twenty seventeen. Maybe they just wanted to see what Microsoft had to maybe have something out by this fall that competes with that. Yeah. See, I don't know. I was really disappointed that we didn't hear something about Neo. Um, I'm glad that Xbox pulled the, or Microsoft pulled the trigger and basically said, "This is what we're working on." I definitely feel like it was gutsy of them to say. Here's the Scorpio, it's not going to be out till 2017 cuz it makes me wonder is that going to hurt themselves in the long run with console sales if somebody you know doesn't want to or you know is going to wait a year for another Xbox as opposed to just buying the new Xbox One S that they just talked about like yeah. you know so I don't know I, I I'm you know I'm a Sony fan and a Microsoft fan but as far as consoles go I definitely feel like I definitely appreciate Microsoft bringing all that stuff up um, you know, and, and the thing is, is Sony even confirmed the plate that they were working on a PlayStation 4.5 Neo, whatever you want to call it. Like they confirmed it and they even released, I believe, uh, I don't know if they released or if they were leaked, but the specs of the console. Yeah. So for them not to even acknowledge it at all, just kind of, it's weird. It, it was weird. Now, whether or not they No mention of the Vita. I just, I just not realized that. Yeah. Vita's dead probably. It is. It's in your trash can. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean. I can't say that I'm surprised that, you know, they didn't announce it. I was just more disappointed they didn't announce it.
1: You know what else they didn't announce or uh, mention? Uh, any more of their backwards compatible PlayStation 2 games?
0: Well, I think the reason is, is they're tr- probably trying to push PlayStation Now, which, you know, that's their, basically their rental type fee. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I yeah, think sorry, I think that Sony could definitely learn something from Microsoft in regards to backwards compatibility. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's one thing that they're really focusing on Microsoft is, is uh, you know, making sure that, you know, just because you go from an Xbox three sixty to Xbox One, that doesn't mean you have to leave your old games behind. Yeah. I definitely felt that way because when I went to Xbox One, I sold my three sixty. I gave up every three sixty game I had. I and, and that's just how I do going from console to console. Yeah. Uh, but I can definitely appreciate the fact that they're they're making a large bit of their library backwards compatible, the and Xbox they give
1: and they give games away every month. Oh my gosh! And usually, if you pre-order a game, it usually, especially if it's a sequel, it comes with the 360 version for free. The 360 just had so many, and the PlayStation 3 did too. But just had so many good games. Like that was a great generation for gaming. Oh yeah, for sure. Like so many new franchises that's gonna that really made their mark, and is going to continue on hopefully for several decades. Yeah,
0: that was one of the things that made me sad that I didn't get Rainbow. Uh, uh, Six Siege on Xbox is because it came with the two Vegas games like and I love those games like you yeah. and I played yeah, we did. the heck out of those games uh, now my question to you is is even though you have them have you went back and actually played them
1: yeah I played uh, Sie- uh, not Siege 2 Vegas 2
0: my question is can you actually use your Connect and put your face on your character like you could in the original oh I didn't try yeah remember I put Spider-Man on my one guy's face yeah. back in the day uh, but yeah so uh, well let me ask you something Justin um what was one of the things that stood out most to you, or what were you most impressed by at E3?
1: You know, so many things. I was impressed with Zelda. and The Spider-Man announcement was big, and, and so was Detroit, uh, Beyond uh, become human. But I gotta say, the one thing that really impressed me the most, simply because um, it just seems like such an improvement, is Watch Dogs 2. I don't know why, but I have a good feeling about it because you didn't really care about it going into E3 and now you're kind of all about it. Not a, yeah, I, I thought maybe it'd be more of the same slight improvement, but you know, I've said it like a million times now. I feel like this, cause when, it feels like Assassin's Creed two. That game was like a perfect 10. And I think, I don't know if this will be a perfect 10, but I think it's gonna be really, really good. Yeah. I would have to say, I have a couple.
0: Um, One of them was, I'm kind of on the same page with you with Watch Dogs, but to kind of go a little different direction. Um, one of the things that I was most impressed by, uh, a couple things that I didn't even expect was God of War, yeah. um, because I've played all the God of War games. I wouldn't say that I'm a huge fan, but I play them because they're exclusives, right? Yeah. And I feel like the gameplay on each of them, even though they tell a different story, the gameplay is relatively the same. Yeah. Uh, the fact that this game is a God of War game, but at least in this tech at least in this demo, now whether or not it, it it's the same type of gameplay later on the game, it's to be determined. But just the fact that it kind of has a, lo- a Last of Us feel, like I, it really left an impression on me. Like yeah. I, I think it's a welcome change. I just hope that there's a lot of that throughout the whole game, and you're not just playing through a first couple of sequences before you get into the normal Kratos slaying people and all that type of stuff. Yeah. Um, the second one would have to be Sea of Thieves. I didn't know anything about it. All that I knew that it was a pirate game and it was made by Rare. I did not go into E3 expecting to be, man, I really want to play this game. Um,
1: I'm with you on that one.
0: Yeah, I, I just, you know, we, and the thing is, is we don't even really know that much about it other than you get to man your own ship, you get to play with friends, it's open world. That's really all we know about it at this point, but it just looks like a fun time. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of what else. The fact... Uh, Infinite Warfare. <laughs> Yeah, the one yeah that that I, that I liked the Call of Duty game before I knew it was a Call of Duty game. Yeah, I mean I still don't think. Let's just leave it. Let's just say that it looks intriguing. Yeah, it looks it looks more intriguing than I would have originally anticipated. I think a lot of those games where it shows at the beginning of the Call of Duty where it shows them leaving Earth and they're in space and that's all you see that's just not enough. Like when you see that this is really a different take on Call of Duty. Um, I I honestly think that's why they came out with a remastered version of Modern Warfare because this isn't going to be like any other Call of Duty game you've played. Yeah. Uh, This is going to be a Call of Duty game in space. I mean, that's it. I mean, like you said, it looks like a Star Citizen type game when you first start playing it. You're flying in a ship, you're shooting things while you're flying. Like, uh, and then I would say the last one is going to have to be probably we finally have a release date for last guardian. That's a huge,
1: yeah, that's a, that's a big one.
0: Cause I've been talking about this game for years and it's never came out. Oh, so
1: this is, I don't, this, I just not thought of this when you're talking about call of duty. Do you think you're actually going to pilot your ship or do you think it's going to be kind of like an on rail system?
0: Um, I would say it's going to be an on the rail system, but you're going to move the cursor that locks on to, yeah. is you what, actually have to fly it. That would be awesome. Yeah, I, I'm, I was relieved that it was a Call of Duty game for one fact, because when I was watching this, thinking that this is one of the VR games that they were demoing, I was thinking to myself, there is no way you can play this game in VR. No way. No. (laughs) You see how all over the place it was? I would throw up instantly. Oh, man. You're weak. Yeah, (laughs) so. But let me ask you, Justin. Mm -hmm. uh, What's one of the things that you were really surprised, other than Rockstar not showing up, yeah. Um, and and making an announcement for whatever the reason may be, uh, what was one game, or what was one thing that you would have really liked to see, seen other than... Rockstar. Hashtag SoCOM Remastered. And Rockstar
2: Games, yeah. right? Uh,
1: for some reason, I, I don't know why, I guess it's just been a really long time since we had a game in this series. I kind of thought when Ubisoft was giving their presentation, I kind of thought that whenever it ended, it would go to black, and then on the screen... We'd see Sam Fisher's goggles light up, and that would be it. I don't know why. It's just how I pictured it. in My head is gonna be perfect. It's gonna be beautiful. I was gonna cry, but it's gonna mark the return of Sam Fisher, and you know, soon. Not necessarily give us too many details, just there, you know. But we didn't get that, and I don't know when we're gonna see Sam again. Cause I miss him. You know what?
0: Uh, we did see that was Splinter Cell. I don't know if you've seen it or not, but did you see the vision? In The Division, you get a Rainbow Six Siege outfit, you get a um, Splitter Cell outfit, and you get... What's the third one? Ghost Recon. Yeah, Ghost Recon outfit. Um, When I seen that, I was thinking to myself... As soon as I seen the Splinter Cell outfit, I was like, "Man, I really want another Splinter I Cell." I do game. too.
1: I want us to play co-op in Splinter Cell again. Let's not
0: do that. Why not? Because last time we got all the way to the end, and you shot the person we were trying to save. Yeah, we That'd Yeah, that was so bad.
1: He looked sketchy.
0: <laughs> I was trying to save you. Yeah, but I do love, <laughs> I do love Splinter Cell. Oh, My game. question is, do you want another Splinter Cell as Sam Fisher, mm. or, or would you like to see? A complete reboot, or would you like to see just maybe a whole new character altogether? Because I will mm. tell you, when they switch the voice from <sighs> Michael Ironside to whoever does the voice for... I mean, you can tell. Like, it's not... It's different. It's different. Like, I would just rather them ha- like not pretend you're the same character with a different voice. Just make voice. a new one. Just it, it. Same with, though, with Snake. Solid Snake. That's true, and it was Kiefer Sutherland, right? Yeah, he did okay. He yeah. won,
1: like, the video game award for yeah. it, too. Yeah, so... But, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, no Splinter Cell. Um, hey, you know what, though? We're talking about Splinter Cell. So. Yeah. You know what happens after we talk about stuff, right? Things come true. It happens. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Were you,
1: Did you think they would announce another Borderlands game? They, they kind of already because it's a two K but... game or th- yeah that would have been another way take two would have been uh, had a huge presence and it didn't happen
0: yeah because obviously I don't think Battleborn's doing very well at all
1: Battle what I don't know
0: what that is exactly so <laughs> I think Overwatch is probably is is eating Battleborn's oh, yeah. lunch for sure so if they're tossing their uh their no. <laughs> no that's not how it works wrong so, episode <laughs> all right well. Uh, in the theme of having a pick of the week, uh, what is your E3 pick of the week, Justin?
1: Well, I touched on Watch Dogs 2 earlier. Uh, I'm not going to talk about that one again. I am going to talk about the Legend of Zelda. I think we're at that point where it's what Ocarina of Time did for the series all over again. Where, I think Ocarina of Time came like 20 years ago. So it's kind of perfect. Um, I think it's going to be, I mean, my pick is definitely going to be Legend of Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild, I think that's the name of it. But it just looks like it's going to have that impact, that game-changing, just, I don't know what you call it, but just something that's going to change the game forever going forward.
0: Now, by changing the game, you mean specifically Zelda going forward, right? The Legends of Zelda? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think uh, what I find really interesting about that game, and we kind of talked about earlier uh, about the look of it, is to me, like, it has a, a slight... Cell shaded type of graphics to it, Um, but to me, the gameplay just looks leaps and bounds better than any Zelda game that we've played before, Um, so yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, My pick of the week, it's really a toss-up, honestly, Um, but I'm going to have to say, and I know a lot of people are probably going to laugh at me when I say this, but the new Spider-Man game, because it has been... I mean, the last Spider-Man game that completely blew me away was on the regular Xbox, and it was uh, Spider-Man 2, which I think was based off the Spider-Man 2 movie with uh, uh, Doc Ock, I guess. So, uh, you know, I haven't played a Spider-Man game that I've enjoyed that much since that one. Um,
1: You should check out Ultimate Spider-Man. It's also on the
0: original Xbox, but it's pretty good. Okay. Okay. But this one, to me, it just looks like a Spider-Man game that I can get behind. And plus, it's got a great studio behind it and Samiac games. Uh, You know, if I could be any superhero in real life, I would either want to be Spider-Man or Wolverine. And the fact that I can swing around the city and just explore the city and not even need a car.
1: You just told me that you couldn't play Infinite Warfare in VR because you'd throw up. And you're telling me you could swing around (laughs) big cities and, and not toss your cookies?
0: Yeah, but that game wasn't in <laughs> VR, so.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying like in real life, if you were a Spider-Man, you don't think the rush of that would cause you some oh, sort of well, motion sickness?
0: If if I was Spider-Man, I wouldn't be a little punk-ass bitch. Okay. So uh, so yeah so but no uh, so my my <laughs> E3 pick of the week is definitely gonna be Spider-Man. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, like there's tons of other games I'm excited about, but you know, Spider-Man to me just special place in my heart. Love playing those yeah. types of games. Just sad thing is we
1: have no information about when it's available. Yeah, I mean, it could even be a tie-in with the movie. We don't really know.
0: Yeah, and and for Zelda, I mean, we at least know that it's going to be out probably by March 2017, I assume,
1: right? I think that's what, just, yeah, March 2017. I, I don't really think they've released much more than that, but yeah.
0: Yeah, because that's when the NX is going to be out, and we do know that it's going to be available on both. The launch so, title, yeah. Yeah, so we at least know that's when, but I assume that
1: it will probably, hopefully release on the Wii U a little sooner, but... You would think, like even like a week, just give them something for literally just dumping on them. Yeah, so... Oh, well.
0: All right, well, I think that pretty much wraps everything up. Did you ever think anything else, Justin?
1: No, as always, just, you know, like us on Facebook, follow us, Twitter, Twitch, Give us a uh,
0: review on iTunes. Yep. Subscribe on YouTube. helps a ton. Um, We are actually in the process of working on a sponsor. Um, We're waiting to finalize some certain things. Yeah. You Uh, like savings? Yeah. So
1: you want to listen up, maybe, hopefully next week. We haven't heard back on our promo code yet, but we'll talk more about that.
0: Yeah. If you like savings and you like nerdy stuff, then this is going to be right up your alley. Yeah, it is. So, yeah. And surprises. And surprises, yeah. Uh so make sure that you guys give us a like on Facebook, uh share our videos, share our episodes, leave us reviews. Uh more importantly, also feedback. We got some feedback from a listener uh, you know, that we had. We definitely appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, We look at all that stuff that comes in and we try to apply as fast as we can. So the more feedback
1: we get, um,
0: you know, the better we can make this
1: podcast for you guys. So also um just not just a criticism on the show either. Let us know, you know, what are you excited about at E3? What really stood out to you? What did we leave out that you felt like we should have talked about? um You know, E3. That this is like our our moment as nerds. This is you know what we wait for every year. So you know, comment, leave us a message, whatever. Just tell us what about this E3 was special to you? What did you enjoy the most? What are you looking most forward to? What are you disappointed? Red Dead uh, that didn't make an appearance. So uh, you know, let us know these in the comments or messages, or i uh, just do whatever. Just let us know. Yeah, we'll create a we'll
0: create a um, we'll post a status about this, and you guys can comment yeah. below. So, all right. Well, we thank you for listening. All right. Goodbye. Bye bye.